everything does hurt generally. I think we're uh, you're. I've been at that age. Josh is heading into that age. Uh, Taylor, you're going to be there soon. I've I've been there already. Everything's hurt on you for a while. Yeah, my knees. It's hurt to look at you for a lot longer. Oh, good. (laughs) So, guys, welcome to episode 110 of You Watch I Listen. Uh, It is July 15th at the time of this recording, about 6:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Taylor, how are you? I'm doing fine. That's it? That's all you have? Because you're too engaged in your fucking laptop, you cunt? Yeah, I'm looking up what's trending on Twitter, dog, so we could talk shit about <laughs> fucking Nick Cannon. Oh, we will get to Nick Cannon. That's what I'm saying. What a fucking bastard. <laughs> I, I would, I, I'll, I'll talk about him in a little bit. I fucking hate that twat. No, nah, but it, it was good. Just a very expensive week. Yeah, well, it, but to be fair, can we say that it balanced out because you were gifted a boat? Yeah, sure. That's okay, fine. so it wasn't an expensive week. Well, it was a, it no, was a, no, a, a, that doesn't mean it was le- any less expensive. But you could sell the boat no, and I turn can't. a profit. No, I can't. Why not? Because there are rules. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you just told listen, me the rules, and I didn't Dan, care then. Dan, this isn't NOM. There are rules. <laughs> there, there were rules in NOM. No one listened to them, though. That's, that's, <laughs> that's big facts. Josh, how was your week? Solid. Solid, nothing spectacular. Ow. <laughs> I fucking hit myself. I'm sorry. Very good. So clearly you could see how well. Your butt <laughs> There it is. Yeah, he found Thank it. you. Yes. Was that from the video I sent you of yeah. it? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. We need that. That's going to be like one in regular circulation. <laughs> your butt sucks. It's always funny. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, week was for everyone, I think. It sounds like it was pretty normal. Yeah. Nothing nothing crazy. Yeah, like I, I paid my taxes. That's always fun. Yeah, today is tax day after the extension. Um, and Lord knows tomorrow they'll be like, yeah, people fucked up. We're going to extend it another three months. We're actually going to extend it until next year. <laughs> At the rate things are going, that's what it seems like. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, there's also a lot of people that, you know, definitely haven't paid their rent. You know what I mean? Taking advantage of that. Dude, wait until... Um, I think they're going to end up extending the, the stimulus. They're going to have to. They're just waiting to the 11th hour to make it more of a political decision so they can point blame at someone yeah. but if they don't do that wait until you see like new york city california chicago i think they're already saying rent is back um like back paid by like 25 percent in new york city it's gonna fucking triple quadruple whatever uh new york city sounds like a great place right now yeah. <laughs> if you thought it was shit before it's gonna yeah be, it's gonna be fucking escape from new york soon dude it, it really seems like that great movie it's one of the greatest movies it's, ever dude. i'd rather would you rather be an escape from new york or escape from la escape from la for the fucking uh soul for the surfing part. Yeah. See, I would say I just want to be in Escape from New York because it's a better movie. <laughs> Escape from LA is good too, but Escape from New York fucking rules. I very much enjoy both of them. Yeah, I, I do enjoy both of them. It's yeah. just like it's like Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. You're like, yeah, Terminator 1 is great, but Terminator 2 is the shit. Yeah, Terminator 2 is like one of the greats. Legit the best. Yeah, it's one of the best action films ever, but uh, we got some good stuff this week. Um, Taylor's going to be reviewing my pick from last week, Under the Silver Lake. Yes, and you're going to be reviewing my pick of The Darkness's Debut album, uh, Permission to Land. Yeah, with the uh, the smash hit that people still love to listen to. I believe in a thing called love. Just all that, all that, and more on episode one ten of You Watch I Listen. See you in a second. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. Oh 
Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. oh take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah, fuck oh, it. suck it nice and slow. <laughs> a couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? It's time for the You Watch, I Listen podcast. And always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, anything new, Taylor? Anything new in your life besides your boat? Uh, well, I'm, I am very excited about that. I do have to go get a license. Uh, yeah, I did boat finally, license. I did finally get new couches, so they're coming on Friday. Very good. How long will they last? Uh, a while. Will you let gravity take over when you sit down on these couches? Yeah, because I spent good fucking money on these couches. <laughs> so they're your right to break. Yes, they're mine. First of all, they're my couches, and you spend good money on good couches, and they won't break well, first time. Well, Sorry. Well, hopefully you got them from Wayfair. Um, we'll talk about that later. I didn't. I I attempted to. My first couch was from Wayfair. Piece of shit that fucking thing is. Did you spend $12,000 on it? Does it look like I have $12,000 laying around? Maybe not for that, but uh, for something else. Uh, What does that even mean? I think you know. Stop doing that as Josh Josh walks out to continue the conversation. Josh, how was your week? Josh, well, we kind of just did how was your week. Guys, we're doing like more what's new. I'm really in the last week, the bulk of my time has been spent on redoing our backyard and actually getting grass to grow. It's just a massive project that you did not ask for. No, I I didn't ask to spend $15,000 on a new well. Well, I mean, in the long run, it's good for the house. Yeah, no, it's really good for the house. Um, I'm kind of thinking about starting some shit with my my landscaper because I've been paying him the same price for doing half the yard. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. I wouldn't listen just for the sake of not being a dick. And I know you're good at it. You're yeah, very. Good I'm at very it. good at like. I probably I, wouldn't because like that's not his fault. You know, I had. You know some, what I'm saying? Speaking, like, speaking of being a dick, so I was in Shoprite <laughs> the other day. Okay, um, this on, is gonna be great. I was in Shoprite and uh, I'm going. I, I I just need to get water. It was on Monday. So you saw the and, wolf. Uh, I I did. Uh, that wasn't one of the days I sent the wolf. I sent the wolf picture on Friday. He's like, why are you stalking me? He's just always there when. Yeah. I, <laughs> I like how I snipe the pictures every time. So um, I'm in ShopRite and I, I needed to get water. And you know how all the supermarkets have it set up that go down uh, an aisle one way, right? Yes. They have the arrows set up. So I needed to just get two gallons of water. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking go loop around to come down and get two gallons of water, which are directly in the middle of the aisle. So I was like, I'm going to park my cart and I'm just going to go grab the two jugs of water. And then this fucking, the, the employee sees me coming. He's like, you know, you're walking down the wrong way. I was like, yeah, I'm just grabbing them. He goes, you know, we got cameras watching to see who's walk, not following the rules of the aisles. And I was just like, do ya? I was like, the what are you going to the, the rules of the aisles? Uh, first off, are they really tracking who's walking up and down the aisle what and saying, it? this guy is a consistent Dude, offender. Take away his phone? Price Plus membership. I, I, literally, I was like, do ya? And, he's like, and I was like, all right, man, have a good one. He goes, you think I'm kidding? I was like, I don't think you're kidding. I just don't think you know what you're talking about. Like, that's, like well, they have someone up in there right. watching on the cameras who's not following the one way down the aisle. Yeah, he's in the orb. And you know what pisses me off? Because I generally follow them because it's a matter of respect, whatever. But so many people don't. But specifically, these cocksuckers in the, the electric wheelchairs never do. And never. They, they crack into the fucking aisles. They run over your fucking feet. I hate, They should not be allowed in supermarkets. If you are in a wheelchair and you need that electric one, you should not be allowed or to shop. At least you ha- shop from home, jerk off. At least have a special, have a specialized time. I, this is you know how, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Four and six. Yeah, this is cripple time. And my, my general... <laughs> That's not what I said. 
percent. So if I I'm I'm gonna start a super Stop. I'm gonna start triple time. I'm yeah I'm gonna start a supermarket <laughs> chain. This is my idea, and it's gonna be stairs only to get in and out, so that people in wheelchairs cannot come. I'm not gonna have any kind of ramps. I don't care if I get fined every day. I'm gonna do that because they are so fucking rude. I'm sorry your legs don't work. Don't be mad at me. Be mad at God. Facts. It's just they're so fucking rude in the supermarket. I mean, Shoprite is just a miserable, miserable place. They're they're literally playing the same music in Shoprite from when Josh and I worked there in 07. That's the same cool. fucking Rod Stewart song, and then Christmas comes along, and I have to hear simply having a I was wonderful wa- Christmas. I was wondering what where the where the where the fucking where the hate came from on Twitter. Oh, randomly. I I was <laughs> looking at a random tweet. It's like yo, uh, what the fuck, fuck Rod that? Stewart, fuck Rod Stewart. And then you said some some said something, and you're like, yeah, take his take your Maggie May ass yeah. out of here. That's a great song, it's but Rod song. Stewart has like two original good albums, and since then it's like cover albums. Are you Michael Bublé? <laughs> Go fuck off, dude. Are you Guns N' Roses? Yeah, that's all. Listen, at least Guns N' Roses they put it on. They put their cover songs on albums that had a bunch of original tracks too. Rod Stewart has done nothing but release cover albums for the last two decades. You can only ride Maggie May for so long, which is fine. I mean, also, I mean, like Michael Bublé is just you know a great singer. You, also wanna, you want to talk about a real national treasure? Canadian Canadian national. Treasure. Well, yeah, he's a Canadian national treasure. And what what else do they have up there that's really that important? Oh, Brian Adams. Oh, Brian, yo, he sucks, <laughs> dude. I love Summer '69 is great, and then great everything songs. else is everything awful. else is terrible. Like people pay to see him in concert. Does he play Summer in '69? Yeah. They pay a lot of money. I used to like when um, Ryan Adams used to tour before he got Me Too'd. Um, people would shout out, play Summer of 69 to him, uh-huh. and he would kick them out. <laughs> like, dude, what I'm sorry. James Your Dolan? name is Ryan Adams. It's very easy to get that kind of confusion to happen. Um, but uh, Why would you kick him out? Why wouldn't you have like a sense of humor about why that? Don't you, dude, you did an entire Taylor Swift cover album. Why don't you cover it? Like, <laughs> like, like You know what I mean? All, like, I, all I know is that if I'm that guy, right, and I have the same name, and someone, someone similar, shouts at me. At least similar. At least someone shouts at me, play the summer of 69. As a troll, you wouldn't learn the opening riff just yeah, to get just, everyone happy. Just to and fuck just, with them. Nope. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? Think, I think bands should do that more often in concert is that they start a song that you think they're covering it and then they're just like, fuck you. Like, start it with like My Sharona and then, <laughs> then Slipknot just breaks into Eyeless right after. There was uh, one time I went to go see Every Time I Die and it was like a really, really small show and not a lot of people showed up. So Keith Buckley, the lead singer, is like, you know, he's like, well, we'll take requests. So people are shouting out like old ETID songs. They, 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 they do not play live and every single one no 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 and he goes fuck you guys we're playing no song of mine and they, they just continued playing the set list so after every song he goes we're taking requests and then after the show he goes nope this is the set list the whole time and he just <laughs> fucked with the crowd the whole that's time that's awesome I appreciate great. that I think people should do that more often now now, Josh um, you um, were talking about how you need a hobby right yes so you're about to p- pick up guitar playing again uh-huh. so when's the last time you consistently played guitar Twelve years ago. Twelve years ago. How much do you think? Like, I'm sure in, in the in you know that time you've picked up a guitar and riffed a little, yeah. and then you realize, holy shit, I forgot so much. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're like, oh, I kind of remember this. And then you just end up doing like the opening to like "Smells Like Teen Spirit," yeah. and you're like, oh, I could double finger tap. You know, like, dude, like I picked up my guitar uh, maybe like six months ago, and I go to fucking do the uh, do the intro riff to "Master of Puppets," and it's like uh, it's the sound that happens when you miss a note in Guitar Hero. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 it's just like like you sit there, you start like strumming. I hit, the, I hit the first power chord. It's like, dun, 
and then I do Dude, yeah, oops, because I miss <laughs> every fucking note. So, then so, the virtual crowd this starts hand is not you. talking to this hand, and it's like fucking, it's not going fast enough. Do you have all the other equipment? You have an amp, a yeah, tuner. Yeah, I got my well, amp. It's, I've, it's, got a, it's I've got a couple of pedals. It's um, pretty crazy now. Do you have like, a rig built, too? Like No, I don't have that It's just much a practice shit. amp. I have, yeah, I have a 15-watt crate practice amp. I have That's a... Nice. Uh, I have a Boss distortion pedal, like just a regular distortion pedal, and then I have like a multi-effects pedal that does like the heavy metal distortion and some other stuff. And then I just have a, a regular ass wah-wah. Yeah, which is fine. And so, yeah. so you could play fucking Voodoo Child and pretend you're Hulk Hogan. Or pretend like I could play Voodoo Child. Maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe in a couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah, um, but picking up guitar, you need, you definitely need like that time killer. And, you know, even once you get used to it again, and now especially when you think when you were playing 12 years ago to now, the shit you could just find on YouTube to show yeah. you how to do fucking certain things, like chord positioning and things like that, it's pretty fucking wild. Like, I'm thinking about if we had that stuff when we all first started playing, we would have gotten... I mean, it helped that my dad was like a fucking master musician, so I had that to me. You were nice. doing it on your own. Yeah. Um, and I didn't take lessons. I actually never learned how to pl- how to read music. My, my dad um, was never able to read music or read... Tab. Everything was by ear with him. Yeah, that was like, you know I I, I, like, I could do I could do tab, but I do a lot by ear too. Yeah, like, it's, it's just when, you know I can like you know I I don't know I, I just have a good ear for it. Yeah, so, when I when I was playing like when I first started like really trying to play, I was I learned tabs pretty quickly, and I could pick stuff. I started picking stuff up by ear. The only thing I could pick up by ear, and it sounds silly because you can hear it more than as, as opposed to notes, is drums. Yeah, I've always I've yeah. always appreciated drums. Like I could hear kick like instead of hearing like a riff, I, I could hear a kick pedal like a, a weird kick pedal rhythm. Yeah. as opposed sure. to you know like like a sweet fucking lick like you're listening to James Gang or some shit. Yeah, so I and, like that's why like I'm looking to electric drum kits because I can't get a full drum kit in my apartment. No. no. Eleanor fucking kill me. Yeah, you, know you get the electric one, you can just wear the headphones and do it. Facts. So it's easy. And electric drum kits really aren't that bad. Like, if you have a good enough ear for it, you can tell the difference. But when you're doing it yourself, it, just to get the timing down, it will never feel like a real drum set. That's right. the thing that sucks because you don't tune them the same well, way or well, that, anything. That's the, that's the one thing I've seen in all these Amazon ads and all these different ones where it's... And, and on the description of all these, they all they say the same thing. Good response. So, I mean, good response to the stick bounce. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, if you say good response, yeah, that and means then it's not you, that good. You, you hook it up to your computer so you can play around, like doubling up beats and put some bass over there, too, so you sure. can really work on timing. That's a cool idea. Um, once you do end up getting, uh, like, you get a house or whatever, and you actually get a drum set, I will fucking come and jam regularly. I'm telling, listen, I, I'm making, like, 100%. That's a, listen, even if I have a wife, even if I have kids, fuck them all. I'm literally, like, there's, like, it. It's a stretch. There is a. That's, <laughs> not, sorry, not, sorry. More of a stretch, <laughs> not really a stretch. But, like, I'm telling you, like, it's. I, I want that room. Yeah. I, not I don't want to be like Dale and like don't touch my fucking drum set. <laughs> like I don't want to I don't want to be that guy, but I do want to have a room dedicated. Yeah, no, I you touch my drum stick. Yeah, there's a scuff on it. <laughs> Why are you was, sweating? I was watching cops. Watching cops. Can't watch cops anymore. Stepbrothers. Would, did you watch that video I sent the other day? The Stepbrothers Lighthouse mashup. It was so weird how good it worked. <laughs> Nothing was better than that Sopranos video I sent. <laughs> Rigatoni, Elatoni, Rigatoni, Elatoni. When I tell you, <laughs> when, when they do the skip on Paul, uh, dude, and then the Mario riff, and then it's just <laughs> Tony. It's just Tony chewing at the end. <laughs> dude, I saw that, and I, I, I watch it like three times in a row, just cracking up. I almost. I, Dude, I was like, I was trying to film my reaction because I would see how dumb it was. So, like, I tried to, and then I literally, like, it was a laugh I haven't had in a long dude, time. I, I was too embarrassed to send it. Because, like, I. Rigatoni, Ella Tony, Rigatoni, Ella Tony. Just like, I'm watching the video, and all of a sudden, you just Tony, and it changes the color. Uh, 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 uh. Dude, I'm like, so what are you good. 
doing, man? All right. So why don't we get into the reviews from last week? Um, I'd like to go first, especially since uh, Josh listened to it as well. Yep. Yeah, you did. So you gave uh, the album by The Darkness, Permission to Land, came out, I think it was 04. 2003. 2003 was the album. Uh, everyone knew this song, I believe, in a thing called Love. It was fucking everywhere. You still hear it on the radio sometimes. It was such a big song because it was such a unique sound. Musically, it was really good, but the way he sings is so out there. I think it goes without saying that that song's a five because it's so ingrained in our fucking memories, it's right? Time, it's a timeless classic. So, now before I get into my song-by-song song breakdown, I just want to say, this album is so fucking dumb, but uh-huh. it's so much fun. <laughs> right. It, it, Josh was saying it doesn't take itself seriously. They embrace what they are. Yeah. I think there's one serious song on here, and it's the only power ballad, which is the second-to-last song. It's actually a great song, Holding My Own. Yes. That's the only, like, serious one on here. So, like, there's a couple others that aren't as goofy in tone, but the opening song on it, Black Shack, kicks it off really well right away. It sound, I want to say this whole album is what should have been the soundtrack to the Mark Wahlberg vehicle, Rockstar. <laughs> I, I, that should have been the entire thing because I felt like I was transported to an 80s hair metal band that was on the fringe of being massive, right? That's kind of what it seemed like. Yeah. So, so Black Shack was really good. I gave that a four right off the bat. Now, the next song, I need to read some of these lyrics because I've been singing this song all fucking week to the landlord. So I'm going to read uh, the first bit of these and I'm going to get to my favorite part. You are drunk and you are surly in Latino lover mode. We all know what's on your agenda. We've broken the code. I've got no right to lay claim to her fame. She's not my possession. You cunt! He says she's not my possession. You cunt. And the chorus is, get your hands off my woman, motherfucker. Then he goes, octoped, you've got six hands too many. And you can't keep them to yourself. You're too fat and too old to marry. So they left you on the shelf. I've got no right to claim. I got no right to lay claim to her frame. But you soiled my obsession. You cunt. <laughs> Landlord comes outside while I'm working on the yard. She's like, did you just say you cunt? I'm like, he sure did. I love this song. It is maybe the dumbest, greatest lyrics I've ever heard in a song in my life. Nice. It almost feels like some of them should be Tenacious D songs, too. Pretty much, like, yeah. There's like that element to it. Um, Growing On Me was the other single off this album. I remember this being the second song, and this is also a legitimately great song. Probably actually, uh, I said there was only one serious song. This is a serious song, too. Legitimately great song. I gave that a five. So three fives in a row with Get Your Hands Off My Woman, Growing On Me, and I Believe in a Thing Called Love. Love is Only a Feeling is a four. Giving Up is a four. Stuck in a rut is four. The song Friday Night I really liked. It was really corny, and it sounded like a bad version of Friday I'm In Love by The Cure, but I really liked it. I liked the way it was structured, the way the lyrics went through. You could tell it was the lyrics were very heavily influenced by Friday I'm In Love. So I really liked that. Uh, love on the Rocks with No Ice was a five. Holding My Own was a five, and Making Out was a four. Despite not every song being a four, the fact is that this album flows so seamlessly. The mu- Musically, it's great. While it is, uh, you know, the sound is from another era, musically, it's great. Every song has its own fucking stupid guitar solo. They use the fade out in the songs pretty regularly, but it just works, and it fits. It fits like a glove that's not on O.J. Simpson. It's fucking wonderful. I love this album start to finish. It's a five out of five. I listen to this thing every single day. I was out working on this yard for two hours a fucking day. I would finish. I'd play it again. Literally every fucking day. I loved it. Five out of five. Josh, what did you think? All right, so I'm pretty much mirror everything that you said. Um, (laughs) Literally all the same ratings to all the songs. Um, 
it's funny. I was a lot more familiar with Get Your Hands Off My Woman than you were because back <laughs> when I had my iPod Classic, um, I guess the format that I downloaded this album in was not uh, compatible with the iPad okay. uh, or uh, iPod. And the only song that imported was Get Your Hands Off My Woman. So one day I'm in the car and I have the aux plugged in and it just starts playing on a loop and I'm like, get your hands off of my wall. I've been literally walking around all week doing that. And I'm like, would you shut up with that? I'm like, it's great. (laughs) But you had every ranking the same, four, five, four, five, pretty much. Yeah. Dude. Such a fun album. Like, I have never listened to any other album by them. I couldn't name any other songs before this besides the two, and I don't know if I'll ever listen to anything else. If I could just capture this album in a vessel, it's like Alien Ant Farm's anthology. It's perfect yeah. for what it is. I don't need it's anything else. so musically sound. Um, the, the the singing, I can't fucking like get over it because it's just so outrageous for the time period. Oh, dude, it, it didn't make 2003, sense. and this guy is fucking shrieking like he's in rat. I, like, well, like that was why it was so cool. When, that was why it was so cool when it came out because 0304 was right when the emo band started to pick up a little bit. Yeah. You had the 80s sounding retro band starting to come on, and then you had the bands like fucking Cocksucker Trap coming along, <laughs> where it was like this new metal hard rock, and then these guys come along from another 80s era, but not the digital sound. Sounding stuff, right. just a hard rock hair metal band. They have the they had the look and everything. That music video is great. This album was so maybe the most fun album I've gotten on the show. Period. Right. Just a genuinely good time, along with some really just genuinely good songs that stand on their own. Fucking awesome. That's great. I'm so happy. Like because everyone's like, oh, I love that song. I, I believe in a thing called love. Who's that band? Who cares? But then like when you actually sit down and listen to everything you guys literally just said, it's fucking fucking fantastic, dude. I had so much fun listening to it. Like, on a fucking loop, like I said, I was just, I, 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 like, I was listening to, like, a Rogan podcast, and I'm, like, sitting there playing the show, or NBA 2K, and I'm like, I want to listen to the darkness again. <laughs> I do that every once in a while. It was like, funny, I, though, because the puppy's sleeping next to me, and when he hits those high notes, she'll be sleeping, so, huh? <laughs> it wakes her up. It's like a dog whistle. Like, oh, you say something? Yeah. But, so, uh, all right, dude. <laughs> the fucking... St- I, I, why did no one give a shit about the darkness? I, because I think about. it's like when a band has... I, I talked about this last week. When you had a song like like Stacy's Mom, when it's like so outrageous, when you come out... If they came out with the other song first, the um, uh, Growing On Me, that was more, like, you know, a little more serious. This one, I believe in a thing called Love, was so over the top. It was just like a, a punch in the mouth kind of thing. I mean, the music video was huge, too. Like, where they're fighting the space octopus yeah dude it was shit. it was huge like i think i i think the problem was that they set such a standard that anything that wasn't like that was even if, if it was like that it would have worn out quickly because it's a gimmick or people would be like oh it's not like that they're in sure. a no-win position they, they were the very definition of a one-hit wonder but the whole album is great sick phenomenal all right so you gave me the uh the movie uh underneath the silver lake whatever yes the fuck and under the silver lake starring under andrew garfield a24 vehicle so me just kind of not remembering the the title of the movie kind of that kind of is a precursor <laughs> to my review <laughs> this movie is so fucking forgettable man oh there's i wouldn't so call it much, forgettable there's so much shit that happens in it that i just i like it's hard to remember so i what if i remember like the one part where i did laugh was when he's he's in his apartment and like this this chick just randomly shows up. He goes, "Hey, I got sushi. You want to have sushi?" And then like they're legit watching the news while they're banging. And that's like the first ten minutes of the movie, right? And yeah. I'm like, "What the fuck is even going on?" Like some billionaire dude went missing from some TV show. Correct. Um, but essentially, what it is is uh, Andrew Garfield plays a guy who's consumed by conspiracy theories, thinking that there's essentially like an Illuminati, that there's a greater that there's a greater community out there that this does is, everything. On I, purpose. I call this a campy eyes wide shut. Sure, and here's the thing: I didn't like Eyes Wide Shut either, really. To be honest, yeah. But what are your opinions on that? Is wrong. You said the movie's not deep, and that's not true whatsoever. It's, but go on. I mean, 
Just because you don't think it's deep. Because it's not. No, okay, so, but go on. Fine. There's it's been fine. theses written about it, and it's not deep. Congratulations. I don't care. So um, <laughs> so here's the thing about this movie. Um, Andrew Garfield is very good in it. Um, what the hell is her name? Sarah, she was in The Lodge? Uh, R- Riley Keough, yeah. Elvis's granddaughter. Yes, yeah, so I, yeah. think, I think her name was Sarah in the yeah, movie. Yeah, Sarah. Um, that was actually a nice little scene, but then like you slowly, like him trying to find out like what happened to her. He's going to all these weird parties, and right. the band that was th- that was playing them um, is a very, um, it was the Silver Sun Pickups was the band they kept seeing. I was going to, I was going to, like, I, I w- fucking love them. The, yeah, Silver it was Silver Sun, Sun, Sun Pickups, Pickups in that yeah, band. They play like, the band is called like uh, Jesus and the, the something, it's some weird thing. They I go to all these like that. weird underground parties. Well, right, so, so that, so, so like, and then he's like, so he, they leave. She leaves in the middle of the night after they have like yeah, a nice like she night. Moves, she doesn't leave. She moves. Right. She, she moves, moves out. She moves in the middle of the night. And he's trying to figure out. There's a weird logo went. painted on uh, her yeah. wall so in the apartment. So now he's trying to figure out what the logo's all about. He's writing all these different things. He follows these couple chicks that they go and pick up stuff out of her uh, out of her old oh. room. Because he breaks in and he, he steals the picture out of the shoebox that he finds. And then it's so funny. Like, he's picking stuff up. He you know, he picks up her vibrator. <laughs> he sniffs and he, and he, and he sniffs it. And like, but he has the moment of clarity. Like, dude, this is weird. And puts it Dude, back. when I was watching it uh, the first time, I was like, is he going to sniff it? When I'm watching it with the landlord, she goes, is he going to sniff it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the, I'm not going to say what the scene is or the movie is, but one of the most famous outings I've ever had with Dan going to the movies, we're seeing, <laughs> we're seeing a film. It's a large blockbuster, and it, something it, happens. It was, it was do, wait, do, are you going to say the movie, or you want no. him to guess? No, I'll say the movie. It was Watchmen. <laughs> something happens, and he goes... Sniff them out was, loud. It was when in the movie Horshack was investigating the missing girl, and he finds the underpants yeah. in the thing. It's a packed theater. Sniff them. Oh. Some person in front of me got super fucking pissed about it. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, the girl, so, the girl goes missing. Yeah, no, she. So she goes missing. He's trying to find out where the hell she went. Turns out that. Um, she was actually a prostitute, and she was actually with uh, the. She was almost like a missing. sugar baby, like she had a sugar daddy kind of thing. Like sure. the wives of these billionaires, right? So she went kind of mis- plays into the so Wayfair angle. <laughs> so she went missing. You know, he's running around town trying to find all these fucking things out. Um, one of the one of uh, McPoyles is in yeah, it. one of the McPoyles one from Mc- Westworld. From, yeah, one of the McPoyles is in it. Um, eventually, the movie culminates where he goes up into the mountains, and he turns and it finds out that there's this weird fucking cult. Yeah, that, that's up. There. It's like, uh, like, uh, whatever that the weird country yeah. documentary is kind of about. Correct. It's almost yeah, yeah. essentially like that, where the millionaire is in some bunker in the mountain with those three chicks that were presumed dead Correct. from the crash. Now, there, there's a couple things in here. I want to tell you two scenes that made me laugh my ass off. When he catches the kids keying cars and he just beats, beats the, the shit, shit out, out of them, yeah. he just punches them. And the scene that I loved was when he went to the guy that wrote all the songs and the guys playing all of them on the piano. So <laughs> th- there were there were a couple songs. On there, he played that I was like trying to figure out. I, I think he played he played Radiohead on there. He played a lot. He played classic stuff, the Beatles. He did, and then the big thing was that he had um, he played "Smells Like Teen Spirit" that he wrote it, and that made him go off. And then he he midsummers him with Kurt Cobain's guitar, yeah, dude. Was I was sad. not expecting it to go that angle when I saw it. He's bashing dark. his head in. Jesus. But so the scene when he's with uh, Riley Keough and they see the fireworks. This is very subtle, but the, if you look at it, they're looking at the fireworks, but she's kind of like entranced by them, right? Mm-hmm. That was Morse code telling her that it was time. That's why she bailed that night, because she knew that it was her time to go, and it was the same time that the guy went missing. 
guess. So, no, it, no, that's what it was. There's a million different things in this movie that are like alluding to these things. I like the little Spider-Man homage in it when he's holding the Spider-Man comic book and he's mm-hmm. like, huh? Stuck to, to his hand. Yeah. And apparently that was in the script before he was even casted, which is even funnier. <laughs> and it's almost kind of like the movie is speaking to itself because it's supposed to be about how in all these things, in movies and commercials and product placement, there's subliminal meaning, which has been a thing forever. Sure. That's always been a thing. But it's a level of how deep it goes. And over the last year, going back to Jeffrey Epstein, we're discovering more and more that a lot of these things are very, very real. Sure. That's the thing of it. No, it, no, it's not sure. It is. No, I, I wasn't disagreeing with you. I just said sure. It calm sounds like down. you're disagreeing. You calm down. It sounds like you're disagreeing no, with that I, statement. I said, I said one word, and you go, how do you disagree? I mean, disagree you because there's a thesis. It's not what you say sometimes. It's how you say it. I just it. said sure. No, sure. You're like, sure, whatever. You're blowing it off. Yeah, because I don't care. But you should see. That's the thing. I know this is where you have me and you disagree greatly. You think there's art in music, but that art in movies and TV is not as can't be as deep as music. No. Okay. I've since retracted a little bit on that because I understand it's also because music's my preferred medium, so I, sure. I see it a little bit more. I, movies is definitely your preferred sure. medium more so, so I get it. You see, yeah, you yeah. See more that's things. that's so fair. That's fair. So I get that. And that's like people like Arcade Fire and they're fucking stupid. <laughs> that album sucks. It's, I love how that hasn't gone away in it over never seventy will. episodes. No one, you can fucking do anything to me. Like I would be, you could really, fucking, you, you could do anything to me. Anytime a torture, can you at least you, recognize that like it's no. a collection of good musicians who are no good because at they the don't. Music but I don't think the, I don't think the musicianship is very good. It's, oh it's very, come on, it's not. Dude. It's very mundane. It's very oh, mundane. I've been fuck hearing, you. I've been hearing this for so long. But it's no. What do they do on the album that's otherworldly impressive? It, it's nothing. It doesn't it, have it's, to be otherworldly. It, no, it doesn't have to be otherworldly. It's good. This, it, okay. It's, I didn't. I never. I said I on the beginning. This movie the, three. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it on Letterbox a three and a half out of five because I don't think it's anything spectacular, I, but I've liked it more on multiple viewings. This is honestly, this is the only A twenty four movie I don't, I do not like. That's not true. You didn't like it. Comes at night. You don't. I don't. You see, it comes at night. You haven't seen as much A twenty four as you need to. Well, I've seen a lot. No, you haven't. You, what are you there's talking a, about? What have you seen? There's at least ten movies on the that's, show that we've done. I know, but you haven't seen as many. It's like, see, that's the thing. You watch the more the bigger name A24 movie. Because I don't have time to sit down and watch every fucking movie you like you ti- do. You had time to watch Independence Day 2 again the other day, which only needs to be watched once. Because that's what I wanted to do. But you didn't. no one wants to watch Independence Day 2. Even the director doesn't want to watch it. I don't care. I still want you to watch, watch mid, it. You I watch Midway. Watch it. I, it was garbage. <laughs> it was so which, bad. We're going to get... Okay, so 3 out of 10. I had a feeling you were going to love it. I really enjoy it because it's so fucking over the top. I, I, I don't hate on it for the sake of hating on it. I hate on it because I just I genuinely don't like you it. You don't, see, that's a, you are the opposite of the people that believe in a conspiracy theories. You don't like anything that's like conspiracy related. Not really, no. That's what's interesting to me because because uh, like you like alien shit and that's entirely conspiracy based. Well, because, well, I mean, it's conspiracy based but it's far more plausible to me it, than anything else. It's more plausible than things like sex cult rings and child trafficking which is becoming more and more to the well, light. It's, uh, well, that's not conspiracy to me. That, that that I just figured to be real, and it's whatever. But you just said aliens are more plausible. Yeah, because it's it, because literally we live in infinity. So you're gonna sit there of course, and tell I, me. But but you can't say one is more plausible when you said the other one is true. Yes, I can. I'm allowed to say whatever the fuck but I no, want. No, but you're, you're but you're saying something that is you're contradicting your own statement. I don't care if I'm contradicting my own statement. I'm allowed to fucking say whatever the fuck I want. I, of course you're allowed to. It doesn't mean it's fucking smart. I don't give a fuck if it's not smart. It's what I want to say. Okay, it doesn't mean it's not stupid. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I really don't. You should give a shit. Why? I'm trying to educate you. Good. Keep trying. Keep fucking trying. Is this him sitting on his new couch? (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying. And I think if you're someone that isn't like into conspiracy theories, it's harder to um, buy into this kind of stuff. I do. One of the things that I think is most interesting about the movie is that the character is like every person that is so heavy on the conspiracy theories. So deadbeat. So the, the, yes, facts. So there also is one part which made a lot of sense too. So like uh, the, the, the the theme of the, like there's so many skunks in Southern California. Yeah. Then he gets hit by a skunk because he's running yeah. away from someone yeah. following him. Um, so th- that chick shows up again. He's taking a tomato bath and like she's like, oh no. She's like, oh no. Tell me about. The-. And he, so he finally opens up and he talks all about the conspiracy stuff and he goes deep real quick and she just looks at him holding her nose and is like. Okay, call me when the stick goes away. <laughs> yeah, I want to go. That's how I feel when like, I read people's Facebook posts that are so deep. <laughs> yeah. The the big one now, and it's so funny. So with this this Wayfair stuff, we'll talk about in a little bit. But it's been going on for a while. Going back to the 2016 election about all these uh, the the child trafficking and that all these major celebrities are involved and Ellen's involved and Oprah's involved and all the people and Josh can probably attest to this too. Specifically, people we have graduated with that share it the most are people that had kids that probably shouldn't have had kids. People. <laughs> that may be good parents, but they're dumb as a brick and always were dumb as a brick. And I, I want to tell them, I had to be talked out of posting this. It was like everyone that believes QAnon, because QAnon is fucking stupid, that believes in these child trafficking rings because they're afraid their kids are going to get taken. Your kid's fucking ugly. They would return your kid and pay you to take return them. Return your kid to the kid's store? <laughs> they're they're going to be like, here, like, please take your kid back. We don't want to fuck them. Like, <laughs> like, we'll fuck any other kid, not yours. It's like when they took my identity and they gave it right back. <laughs> yeah, they're like, dude, this sucks being you. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I just, QAnon is one of the dumbest fucking things ever that people believe into. Have you ever read into QAnon at all? I don't even know. So QAnon is um, it started back in like 2015. It's this dude on on Reddit, 4chan, Twitter, or whatever, and they keep talking about these big. Conspiracies, the pedophile rings and things like that, and they've been—they've probably made like 300 proclamations. One of them was that Obama's getting arrested, Hillary's getting arrested, all at the same time. Bernie Sanders, yada yada. They make all these proclamations. Two of them have come true, and every time they—every time it doesn't happen, which they two? Say, um, at the Harvey Weinstein and okay. I think Kevin Spacey, which it sounds like those were common knowledge in inner circles. Yeah, I feel like everyone. So knew about a the people, at some point. the people that buy into QAnon, believe that it's some dude that's like in the deep state, but. He's like a double agent, right? Kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's, My all, point. Like, it's all like fucking Alex Jones stuff. Like, yeah, it's, like I, I was uh, every, Pizzagate. Pizzagate yeah. was QAnon based. I think I, I, I tell you guys this sometimes. Every uh, every couple of weeks, I'll go on Infowars just to like oh, it's see what he's saying. Hilarious. And a couple of weeks ago, I went on. He's talking about coronavirus. He goes, "Oh, let me get my Alex Jones voice on here." You know, this uh, coronavirus is a. Uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it, it, it's created by the deep state, you yeah. Know, by by the track homes, Jeffrey Epstein, pedophile rings. You know, we got people like Jimmy Kimmel in there. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's like well, throws Kimmel in there. Well, yeah. QAnon. One of the things they said about coronavirus was that it was a ruse because all these celebrities were getting arrested, and it was the way Tom Hanks. He didn't have coronavirus. He got arrested. He's a big one that's in this pedophile ring, Tom Hanks. And um, they one of their statements was when lockdown first happened that on this date all these people were going to get arrested, and it was going to be a major media story. Um, it's basically that Trump is He's always winking to QAnon or whatever It's not true It's not. I'm sorry guys This isn't a thing How many times can you be fooled into him, this, this person These people Saying that it's this date They're moving the goalposts all the time And you keep buying into it Dude it's some jerk offs in their mom's basement Drinking code red till four in the morning Trolling you and laughing at your expense just like it's sad. There's plenty of real conspiracies, or at least you know more plausible conspiracy theories out there for you to read that have more truth to them than shit like QAnon. 
I don't know. It just it just sounds made up to me. I, well, it is made up. That's the thing. But these people, like, buy, the amount of people that Josh and I graduated with that are all about this. Are, like, I know one that she's a kid. I always got along with her really well. Before she had a kid, she was a fucking stripper, a.k.a. prostitute. And now she's a fucking, like, I, I do my research. You get your research from memes and some asshole on YouTube. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Everyone needs to shut the fuck up. Like, I, I could sit there and talk real conspiracies with people and listen to them agree with some things, disagree with some things, but these people are so hell-bent on their, their view being right that they can't imagine anything else. But, all right, let's get into picks for this week. Uh, Taylor, I'm going to change uh, the, the, the pace a little bit. I'm going to give you something that is a historical film about something that happened about a president. I would hope it's a historical film. It's, it's, it's something that happened. It's something that happened, historical. Well, there's things that happened that aren't that historical. Like, just like, oh, this happened one time to this guy. It's based on a true story. He went to school one day, shot everyone. Um, wow. It's a good movie, Polytechnique. Um, but, uh, Did you made a movie about that? Uh, so, uh, before I give you the pick, um, Justin told me to watch this movie. It's from uh, Dennis Villanueva, who did um, Arrival. He did um, uh, Sicario. Um, great director. Sicario? Sicario, excuse okay. me. Sicario. Um, he's done a bunch of stuff uh, that, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Enemy, which Jake Gyllenhaal, which is fantastic. So this is one of his first movies. It came out in, I think, 2011. It's only like an hour and ten minutes long called Polytechnique. It was about a shooting that happened in a Canadian college, filmed in black and white. He did both a French and American, uh, English version of these films. Um, it is one of the most powerful movies I've ever seen. And it takes it, it this guy just basically, he was like an incel. Literally, his whole thing was about how women rejected him, and he targeted women in this college, and I think he killed eight of them. Um, like, he made all the guys get out of this one classroom, and then he shot, like, eight of the girls. That's fucking... Um, it's, uh, it's one of the most... It, I think handling a movie about, like, a school shooting is very taboo, obviously. Of course. But this handled it in such a way that it wasn't overly violent. Obviously, it's violent in nature, but it wasn't, like, overly bloody, gory. If you get a chance to watch that one, it is profound. Polytechnique. It, Polytechnique. It's on, Polytechnique. It's on Amazon Prime, I believe. Okay. Um, but um, the movie I'm going to give you this week is about one of uh, the most controversial presidents in American history. But it's not about their, uh, his presidency specifically, although there are movies about that. It's about Richard Nixon. Okay? So after, um, after Nixon left office, uh, it's a serious movie. It's not a comedy. I'm not giving him no, dick. No, no, Can no, I guess no, what no, it is? What? Is it Frost Nixon? Yeah, Frost Nixon. Yeah, fuck it. You've seen Frost Nixon. Yes. Okay, then I got a different movie for you. Just because I, like, I, I studied... I fucking love that movie. Well, Frost because, Nixon's fucking great. Well, my, because I studied history... Because my original plan in life was to be a history teacher. So I went to college, you know, and studied history. So that was one of the movies they made us watch. Sure, you should give him dick classes. now, though. I should give like, him dick like now. Your dick. No, you know, you know, <laughs> who's you know, dick? You your. You know what you should do? You should give me W starring Josh Brolin. Um, that is not a good movie. <laughs> so let me see. I, I had a couple other movies in line. Sorry, I, 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 didn't, no, I didn't mean no. to pull the rug up. No, no. I thought there was a chance you might see it. I definitely. So I got to go to my um the, my my A twenty four list here the, just to see what you haven't seen. Oh, um, okay, A twenty four, Jonah Hill movie. Mid nineties. Yeah, did you see that too? I've seen that too. See, you gotta you you stopped using Letterbox, and I reference that. And it's pissing me off. I'm sorry. You need to you need to get on. <laughs> I'm it. Sorry, I'll bring it back up. I'm yeah, I, I I just I need you to do these things for me. Oh, good. Not for you, something, for me. Something else I could do for you. <laughs> you want to blow me? No. Queer. Um, okay, here's a good one for you. <laughs> no, it's called myself Zing. one. Um, okay, another A twenty four one. Uh, Ethan Hawke movie. Okay. This is a really good one. This is one of Justin's favorite movies that came out last year, two years ago. It's called First Reformed. Okay. Okay. So Ethan Hawke, um, this is actually the director is Peter Schrager, who was um, Martin Scorsese's uh, screenplay writer for most of Martin Scorsese's uh, biggest movies. Um, I don't want to give away too much because it's a pretty um, dark, weird, twisted movie, but Ethan Hawke plays a uh, priest that uh, uh, has a, a woman that comes to him who's uh, that's played by... Uh, 
I'm forgetting her fucking name. She's been, she was a mean girl. She's been in a million things. Not like one of the main girls from Mean Girls. You would know who she is if I, was ta- if I told you who she was. Uh, hold on. Let me see. Let me look it up right now. Keep talking about um, it. It's First Reformed. Uh, this is on my A24 rankings. This is my 11th A20, um, number 11 A24 movie. Uh, Amanda Seyfried is in it. Um, so he plays a... Uh, this is what the, the synopsis says. A pastor of a small church in upstate New York starts to spiral out of control after a soul-shaking encounter with an unstable environmental activist and his pregnant wife. It's a really fucked up movie. Uh, it gets really dark in the last half hour or so. Ethan Hawke is fucking incredible in this. Maybe his best performance to date. Uh, this movie I was not expecting to like, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, so it's not going to go where you're expecting it to. There's going to be parts of the movie where you're like, oh shit, oh shit. My pick for you this week is First Reformed. All right, but cool. Frost Nixon does fucking rule. I just rewatched it for the first time in years the other day. I'm like, this movie's fucking great. The, whatever the, I forget the guy's name that got to play the guy that interviewed Nixon. That yeah. David Frost, Frost. Oh, the guy that played him. I forget the guy that played him, but he was fucking awesome. He was great. Yeah. Um, so my pick this week is um, from a band. Obviously. Oh no shit! <laughs> it could have just been an artist. Yeah. No, it's uh, from a band that came out in 2014. Um, they've since changed their sound, but I want to give you their debut album. Okay. The band is called Paris. P A R. I-S, just in case you were <laughs> Is that how you spell it? Yeah. Just making sure. Because I, well, because every time I try to spell something, you go, how do you spell <laughs> My name it? Is, yeah. How do you spell it? <laughs> um, and the, their debut album is White Noise. So the other thing, too, is that um, the original name was... So it is still Paris, but now instead of a PA, it's a PV. Yes, like I was wondering if it down. was that band. Yeah, yes. why did they do that? Um, copyright reasons. Oh, the, the city of Paris was suing them. Well, I, I think there was another <laughs> band called Paris at the gotcha, time, so gotcha. I think they did that for copyright. Um, so this is their first album. Um, it's like a mix of rock, synth, and stuff okay. like that. It's a lot lighter. It's not too heavy. Um, the lead singer name is Lynn Gunn. She's absolutely phenomenal lead singer. Um, super talented girl. Yes. Okay. They um they really are just transitioning now to just a different sound as of like 2020 and 2019 it's just a different sound okay um but i really really enjoyed this record when it came out um this is one of the bands and this is why i always loved jimmy kimmel was simply because kimmel always had the best musical acts on his late night show yeah and whenever he had up and like he had every time i die on there he had slipknot when yeah. the sainted came out yep um and he had Paris on for this debut album. Um, I saw them their first time, their first run on the Vans Warped Tour, and they were absolutely incredible. Um, they're, fa- they're brilliant musicians, and I love everything about this record. Like I said, it's much lighter than stuff I normally listen okay. to, but it's that's fine. I like. Fantastic. I, I was actually going to say, I, if you gave me another metal album this week, I was actually going to ask you, like, change it up. Even though The Darkness wasn't a metal album, I was like, but that's good. I like that it's a little bit different, because um, I feel like we were on a string for a while where it was like more heavy stuff, yeah. and kind of changed the tone. But I'm happy this is a little different. I have heard about this band. I don't know if I've ever actually heard them, unless you played them around me. You might have heard one or two songs from them. That's about. I know, okay. I've definitely played them for the landlord before, and she looked at me and goes, "You listen to this?" <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, that, like, so okay, cool. I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's they're they're very they're very different. I would say. Cool. All right, let's get into um, one of my favorite things we do every week. Uh, what did you watch this week, Taylor? I watched Midway. Midway. Tell me about Midway, Taylor. It's awful. I turned it off after about 30, 40 minutes. I watched awful. The whole, I watched the whole thing. So let, let me just start from the top. One, whoever wrote this movie should be taken out back and fucking shot. And it's whoever terrible. directed it too, Roland Emmerich. Um, whoever whoever decided to, whoever edited this movie should be taken out back and shot. Okay. Whoever, whoever casted this movie should be taken out back and shot. Is it one of the worst war movies you've ever seen? Easily. I, I think the only movie that's worse than this is Bad 
Battleship. <laughs> yeah, and Battleship's not even a real war movie. It's an Fair. alien war it, movie. Based on a board game. You know what I mean? I will. The only thing that is redeeming about the movie is that the battle scenes are very, very good. Sure. Um, but everything else about it is so lame. Like, they introduce Mandy Moore's character. They don't even tell you who she is. Yeah. Like, the main character just walks up to her and is like... Hey, so where's James? I I couldn't power through the movie. It was so painful. I was like, this is so fucking bad. I needed to see how bad it was. It's also two and a half hours. Yeah, it was way, way too long. It was fucking awful. I watched uh, both Independence Days. Um, I loved the first one, and I needed this. I just, I I just. You needed needed to to see if two was as bad as you remembered it being. Again. the part that sucks about Independence Day 2, and it could have been great, because it has start. almost all the characters that we love from the first one are in it. Bill Pullman's in it. Goldblum's in it. Uh, what's the old guy's name? His, n- Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch. Hirsch. You'd be dead if it wasn't for my David. Every time I see him, I want to say Emil Hirsch. I'm like, that's um, no. not the guy from Into the Wild. No, this is the taxi guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's the part that sucks about it, because like it, like it really could have been great. It was... I, I think bar, the other part of the first off, Liam Hemsworth is the exact opposite of his brother. He just has no charisma. Like you look at Chris Hemsworth, he's Thor on screen. You can just see a still of him. You're like, oh, charisma. That's why he's playing fucking Hulk Hogan in the movie. Liam Hemsworth, he? yeah, he's playing the Hulk in the Netflix. I didn't know that, yeah, really? he's playing Hulk Hogan. Fuck yeah. Um, Chris, Liam Hemsworth. I want you to name me a single good movie with Liam Hemsworth. Uh, Expendables three. Uh, I think it was the second one, which isn't as good as the first one. It is good, but he also dies twenty minutes in. That's why it's say, good. Didn't he fucking die right away. Yeah, he died. That's he why was, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Well, I'm, okay. Let me say the. Uh, let me rephrase. A single good movie that he stars in. Oh, yeah, they, exactly. Now you change the criteria. Yeah, I'm sorry. The criteria changed. Yeah, because I mean, if you do that, people have good cameos. You could list as good movies. It's, it's one of those things where it's like I just don't think he's that good of an actor, and I, I wish he would just do something they, different. And this is the other thing. As far as Independence Day two goes, did I, I? In hindsight, I was so excited when it's coming out. In hindsight, I don't think we needed it. No, because, we didn't at all. Because at all. the 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 scope of Independence Day, and I I agree with Patrice and Jimmy on this, and Anthony that I I love the whole movie, but it is significantly better. Up into the New York, or when they all first bomb, than it is at the end. I love the ending, too, because it gets so over the top, but it was a legitimately, legitimately great fucking sci-fi movie. Yeah, facts. And then it became a campy sci-fi I, movie. Like, like that's, it's a Which very, is part of its charm. It's a very famous shot of the dude just, like, looking, and the, you see the green from, coming from off screen yeah, yeah. as or it hits the Empire Even just State when they're building. coming through the clouds. It's a, 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 amazing. It's this amazing Spielberg-like buildup. I don't know, man. <laughs> listen, man. End. Listen, man. Oh, it's I, still listen, great. It's still I, great. I don't know, man. I get so hyped every time when I hear... Bill Pullman, he did it. That son of a bitch did it, and everyone just I, loses no, their minds. I, I, no, I, the guy fucking killed himself. To yeah, do it. like there's no. The, and there's, also, the he goes thing, to fly into the fucking thing, and Bill Pullman goes, "Good luck, buddy." Yeah, I, but how do you I, not, I, how do you not love him? Oh, just, I, I, hello, boys. I'm I, back. I, I, I love that legitimate. Well, that's that's why I don't think a sequel would ever work because you can only go so far with that level of campiness. But it was also just perfect as a stand. Absolutely. But here's my also my my, my biggest outside of I I. ID42, LOL, <laughs> stinking as bad as it did. No, no mention of Case, Mr. Case. Not one mention yeah. of him nope. throughout the entire movie. Why would there be? And they barely mention fucking Hiller. I know. Well, they, that he they, died off screen. You know what their excuse for that was? But they were in the build-up to it in the marketing. They released like little mini movies and news blurbs, and that was what it was. That's how they they did it. They don't. Did do they? It. Yeah. I didn't hear about well, it until right now. That was kind of like how um, in the the Matrix sequels there was so much stuff, and this was one of the complaints people had. There was so much stuff in the stories that were done in Enter the Matrix and the Animatrix. Well, this specifically. is one, This is one of those things where like they would release. Oh, you want to know what happened between here? Let's here's a five part comic book series you could read. You 
know what I mean? Yeah, correct. Shit That's, like that. Yeah, right. which, I mean, it, it worked. I guess it worked for me at The Matrix because I played Enter the Matrix and I watched the Animatrix. Like, Did the whole, Path of Neo have anything to do with that, too? No, not? Path of Neo was a completely separate okay. thing. Great game, though. Uh, but Enter awesome. the Matrix, like, you get the whole idea of why uh, Niobe wanted to give, um, uh, take the shit or give uh, Neo his ship because the Oracle in the video game, you go to the Oracle, it tells you you're going to have a decision to make to help out the one. Right. And that's part of the game. So it was explained there, but one of the complaints critics had about uh, Matrix Reloaded was that she just did it for some reason. Like, or in, uh, sorry, Matrix Revolutions. Um, I did rewatch those this week after you had been talking about them. <laughs> I love them all. I have they're a good, I, dude. They're not. The, they're not the, bad. The only, I don't hate them. I just. I'm just not a big fan of Reloaded. As far as far as it being part of the story, it's like it's part of the story, so I enjoy it. But if I had to pick, it's Matrix Revolutions. I, and Reloaded. I agree. I think Reloaded would be so much better if not for that fucking cave rave scene and the <laughs> simultaneous sex scene. It was like in Watchmen when they did the sex scene in the air that was completely pointless. Yeah. It was just first off that scene was about like nine minutes long. It needed to be 30 seconds and like you, Morpheus is giving this great speech to everyone but you also through the movie they're saying that half the people in Zion fucking hate him yeah. but the whole place there's all oh, Morpheus! <laughs> I, listen, I, I, speaking of things that are just not working, the things that are not placed, I don't mean to go back to Midway but please, please. Part, I meant to tell you guys, I meant to send it to you but I wanted to save it for here. So when they're talking about the code breakers, they're trying to break the Japanese sure. Japanese yeah, transmissions, yeah, yeah. right, with the Morse code. Like wind talkers. Yes. <laughs> so the one guy, he's explaining it to Woody Harrelson. He's, he goes, well, I didn't know the U.S. had so many code breakers. And he goes, well, we didn't. These guys were part of the, were, were part of like the, the army band. But we figured that their, their, music, uh, their musical talents would be suited to finding rhythmic okay. patterns in Morse code. Ow. And I literally, <laughs> see, Ding. it's not so easy, isn't it? Uh, uh. But it's like finding rhythmic codes in Morse in, in, in their transmissions. And I heard him say it. I had to rewind it twice. Did to, he uh, just say the dialogue was so bad? It was next level. I, yeah. I, don't mean, I, I don't mean to go back to and, that, but that's the other thing, I, another thing I understand in the movie, despite it being about the American military, they cut out the American flag from the movie. All of it. You didn't like, see not come one. on, dude. You didn't see not like, one. Like, come on. Um, did you waste, watch? What a waste of Woody Harrelson. Did you watch anything way. else? Uh, both of those. Uh, well, I'm assuming we're not talking about UFC. Yeah, we'll talk end, about but, that. But I did watch the pay-per-view with Bob, which was nice. Has a pretty nice new apartment. Very nice. You, very nice. And uh, I was trying to watch... Um, Oh, I watched like four more episodes of It's Always Sunny, but I forgot because I fell asleep. Very good. Okay, you forgot which episodes they were? All I know is that I watched the gang go skiing again. That's a great episode. That's probably one of my all-time great, favorite episodes. Great episode. Holy shit. Uh, Josh, what did you watch this week? Uh, I didn't watch anything new. Um, I replayed God of War. Very good. Um, I started Resident Evil 3 finally. Fucking great, dude. Really great. Fucking uh, awesome. I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, and I, I, what did I, I actually watched something the other day that I, oh, but fucking Independence Day. I watched yeah. it twice last <laughs> <laughs> just everyone talk, everyone talking about it. I'm like, I have to watch. Yeah, it now. I was happy to watch I it just, last week. I, you know what? I, the second watch, I only watched the end because I love just some of the campiness and just the, oh, the, it's the so goofy. Dialogue. I know. Like once once Bill Pullman gets in the plane, it's it's fucking all bets are off. <laughs> yeah. You know, he when Russell Case comes back in, he goes, it's "Me, sir, Russell Case." I love gentlemen. How, let's for, plow the road. First of all, when he you're not supposed to look I'm in pilot. the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the worst. But like, he looks right in the camera and he's he's talking. He's talking. To, no one can see him, and he salutes in oh. the cockpit of the plane. It's, like, it's yeah. so it's so absurd. And don't, I, never forget, I, Will Smith didn't knock out the alien. He knocked dude, out his suit. Dude, by the way, <laughs> this, that's my other favorite part of Independence Day is when he goes Eagle Twenty Fox Two, and the missile doesn't fire. Mm -hmm. and he's just doing that thing, and he just goes. 
All right, and he just says it again. Yeah, like it's oh, it's gonna work. He's this like, it's time. gonna work now. It's telling you what the problem is. But I love just the, he had R two under there, I fucking just, fixing it I for just, him. I just love him saying it's jammed. How is a missile jammed? Yeah, I feel like explain uh, that to me. I also like the fact that he was a pilot in Nam. Back in here, he, to explain he, that. he was a pilot in Nam. And he, all of a sudden, he's like, I, I could fly these. Like, you know, it's been like 40 fucking years. And he could fly these, no problem. It's like, we want to get to know all you. It's like, who are we going to start with? Let's start with you. Yeah. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, Russell K., sir. Uh, I think the guy that know. saved humanity was a dude that was crop dusting the wrong field the first five minutes of the fucking movie. <laughs> um, okay, so this week, um, I continued watching some of the MCU stuff with the landlord. Um, where we were. We, yeah, what did you guys get up we to? We did uh, Avengers. Um, nice. And last night, we did Thor The Dark World. World, um, which not I don't, necessary, but it's not a bad movie. No, it's at the bare minimum, it's entertaining. It's There's literally some, it, that's the worst Marvel movie. It, it is the it's between that and Captain Marvel for me. Um, those are the two worst. Um, but we went through those uh, the other night. We decided we wanted to watch uh, Jurassic Park the, on Sunday night. Why not? It, it's fucking. It's still fucking great. Oh, it's so good. Ah uh, 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 You didn't say the magic word. Yeah, no, <laughs> fucking Newman. They that, also didn't mean to. I also actually watched Indiana Jones this week. Okay, which one? Uh, I watched the first one. Very good. Very good. Last Crusade. Um. So yeah, we watched that on no. Friday. Uh, no. Temple of Noon. Temple. No, no, no. The first one is uh, Temp- uh, uh Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. To Raiders of the Lost Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sorry. No, uh, the, the not the Sean Connery. One. No, 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 no one no. does that one. Last no. Crusade is literally the last one. That's the strong time. No, uh, no, anymore. Kingdom not of the anymore. Crystal Skulls is the last one. <laughs> Yo, how he survives a fucking nuclear blast <sighs> in Nuketown in a fridge? Yeah, that's. Um, <laughs> so, so, not to mention the fridge fucking flies in the air. <laughs> Goes God knows how fucking high and then just lands. Like, All right, no problem. I, I did like maybe four months ago an Indiana Jones watch through, and I was like, let me see if it's as bad as I thought. And I got the nuke scene happen, and I, I think I was just like, oh, I'm going to jerk off instead. <laughs> I, so, so I just went through like Pornhub, and I took like an hour to find something I wanted. By the time I was done, aliens were coming out. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say, so I, I've been listening to, like also listening to this week, I've been listening to like some great scores from like just great movies so I've been listening I listened to all of um, uh, the Star Wars score like they did, they did an orchestra yeah yeah dude. of uh, what the Dual Fates which Duel- is one of the oh, greatest dude. fucking songs ever it's written it's so good um, and the for my money as much as I love Star Wars Lord of the Rings I love all that shit my all time favorite uh, theme song to any movie ever is Indiana Jones. Oh, well, Indiana it's funny. Jones theme song is one of the all-time it's, great fucking It's theme absolutely songs one ever. of the best, and I was even the, saying the same thing when the landlord and I were watching uh, Jurassic Park. How great is that score? Oh, it's, it's amazing. Just, it's like magical, like the wonderment of the fucking park when you see... Dude, it's fucking first, brilliant. When you, when you get the wide shot of all the dinosaurs... Oh, the brontosaurus? It's one yeah. of the greatest shots in all of movies. And how sad was it that Jurassic World 2 when the volcano erupts that the one that dies in the fire is the brontosaurus from the original? That sucks. Um, but uh, I watched that um, on Friday night. We watched uh, the latest A twenty four release, um, First Cow, which was really, really good. I actually saw that you put that on. Let- it so, was to your thing on Letterbox. I sure. did look the other day. I yeah. did go on and I saw that you rated that. Pretty yeah, high. dude. Like, it was. I gave it a four. Cow? It was okay. So the whole. The, it's a really simple movie. It's about. Um, uh, it's during like the eighteen hundreds when people, you know, um, were like uh, milking uh, cows. They were like um, they, they. What are they called? Uh, gather. 
gatherers almost. They like hunter gatherers or not, nomads. Like not even nomads necessarily, but they like they sold like bear skins and beaver skit pellets and things like that. Oh, fur trappers. Yeah, yeah, for, exactly. Trappers. They were trappers. Um, and this guy that's with them is like their cook, and he almost looks like Shia LaBeouf in this movie. Mm -hmm. Then I look on uh, as IMDb. He's actually playing young Silvio in the Many Saints of Newark. Is he? Um, yeah. So Hell he yeah. he's like he's the cook for them, but he's not really like he's they they treat him like shit because he's like this pussy can't hunt, and he meets this guy when he's out like in the woods one night trying to catch something uh, to cook for them and there's this like Chinese guy naked in the woods hiding right and he's like I had I, I killed a guy I have to get away so like and then time goes by like a year later and he ends up running into the same Chinese guy at, like sure. a bar and then they decide that they're gonna like become friends and th at the same time they're listening over overhearing these people talking in the bar some rich guy nearby got the first cow in the neighborhood or in the, the city or whatever right so this guy being a cook he's like uh, you know if I got to that cow I could make some great biscuits so they start going at night the Chinese guy plays watch and he milks the cow and he starts selling the biscuits to people that are coming through the town pretty much and it's like it's a very simple movie right. it's filmed awesome it looks great the score is good it's like almost like a bromance kind of story I was it's I was shocked at how much I liked it for such a simple premise okay the, it was I it was a really really enjoyable movie it's it's slow I will say it's slow is it long two hours it's a two hour that's, movie that's normal yeah it's, it's it wasn't like a, a dragging it's, two hours it's but like it's hour 40 short yeah and there's yeah, like right. there's nothing like over the top that happens in it there's like a, a one tension scene where they end up be with the guy that they're getting the milk the cow that the cow is from sure um but i was like i really enjoyed it it was a fun movie okay um and then the other night we watch and i've talked about how i don't love andy samberg i didn't say i hate andy samberg i don't love him there's been things where i thought he's really he's not, he's not your favorite he's he's really good and i love you man it's a yes. small part but he um i heard about this movie on hulu that's with him and uh, uh i forgot the chick's name but it's called um palm springs i that's that showed up on my uh, my Hulu yeah, so it, it's basically like um, a Groundhog Day type movie. He's stuck in a time loop at a wedding. And, dude, it's only 87 minutes long. I laugh my ass off at a few parts of the movie. J.K. Simmons is in it. It's like a rom-com, but it, it's more comedy than anything else, where this girl gets stuck in the time loop with him, who's the sister of the bride, and J.K. Simmons is hunting him because he got J.K. Simmons stuck in the time loop. Dude, it, you'll like it. It was okay. a really, really good movie. Um, and uh, outside of that, I'm trying to think if I watched anything. I watched American History X last night. Um, the, the, the Matrix movies. Yeah, it's always worth watching. It's... It, that movie's great. The only part... I have one big issue with American History X. And it's maybe one of the most unrealistic scenes in film history. Sure. When five foot eight Ed Norton dunks on a ten foot hoop and he does a reverse dunk, it's one of the most unrealistic scenes. It, honestly, and even when they do his mugshot, it says he's six foot. Ed Norton ain't no six foot. No shot. No, he's, he's like five, five eight five nine. It was funny when they took because he, he was on Rogan a couple months ago. Oh, it was so, a really good listen. So so he takes the picture Rogan always does yeah, in front yeah. of the wolf or whatever, and it's him. And Rogan like is this, maybe five six on a good day. Yeah, and Norton is maybe an inch taller than him. Yeah. And you know what I mean? I, like, I just um, American History X is one I watch like every year. It's just so it's so good. And Ed Furlong, it, I always get bummed when I see him in that in Terminator Two because he was such a good actor and just fucking wasted, just wasted away with dumb decisions and partying and bad casting. He was in The Crow Four. Wait, who are we talking about again? Ed, uh, Ed Furlong. Oh, Furlong. Yeah, John Connor. The one oh, from American yeah, yeah, yeah. History X. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. he was like in fucking the uh, the Crow Four that also had like Tidor T's in it. Was he in Jeepers Creepers Seven? <sighs> Jeepers Creepers. Okay. I'm just saying. I know they made a lot of. They them. made a lot of them because the first one's actually a pretty good movie. That's what Justin you, right. Long is in it. Right. But the problem is the you know the director's like you know one of those pedophiles. <laughs> yeah, you kind of get <laughs> so, kind of can't get around that. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk UFC 251, Taylor.
Why? Did you tell everyone how I lost every fight I bet on? Well, not just that. You went 0-5 against me on the main card. It's normal. <laughs> yeah, it is normal. Anything else? Well, I will say out of everything that happened, I have a, I absolutely... Reboss is one of my favorite fighters. Right oh, she's now. great. She's fucking awesome. She's a great Instagram Cute fighter. as hell. Um, I kind of... I wish... I wish I looked at the fucking school. Like I wish I looked at the sh- uh, the uh, the lines, because like I, looking at it now, again hindsight's always twenty twenty. Th- there's no way off at, off after an eighteen month layoff, and Paige wasn't that good to begin yeah, with, exactly. in my opinion. And her like, arm is all fucked up, and the first thing she does is get caught in an arm, an arm bar. bar, and she had to tap because her arm breaks. Her arm again. is held together. Yeah, it's, she's done. Ben Askren had a really funny tweet. Is like, and and with that loss, Paige goes to Bellator. Yeah, Manfro texted me. Goes. It's lucky Paige is hot because she sucks. <laughs> I mean, she's a, she's a pretty damn good fighter. She has good knockouts against solid opponents. It's she has like, some good performances. She just like I, I just, like she'll never be like it's no. like you said about Sage Northcutt. She's never going to be that guy. Like that guy. They care more person. about her appearance than anything else. Like, well, she. I mean, to be. I mean, she makes. She said. Oh she yeah. Makes more I, money I, on Instagram I don't stuff. falter if you got it. I want it. Four, if you yeah. got him, smoke him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of. Um, uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, so here's the thing that I was mad about. So I actually bet. On the card, right? First time I, I felt, I, I did feel really bad for you because well, my was problem was good my problem was I got greedy and I I put, <laughs> I put an extra bet on Ozdemir because he should have won against a fucking guy no one had ever heard of. That was wild. Guy, he was a number seven ranked light heavyweight against a guy making his UFC debut on short notice on Fight Island during a pandemic, and that guy like early on I was like he, he his style was really weird. He kept like looking away. Yeah, he was doing keeping his hands down. He was clamping his hands together. Wild knockout. Other, if I didn't put that, I would have won. Um, and uh, so I've also, I, I'm in full belief now, I like the fight so much better without fans there because they would have booed through the entire Usman Masvidal fight. Now, let me say, I'm not saying it was an exciting fight. I'm not even saying it was a good fight. It was an extremely tactical fight. I can enjoy when a guy is that good at what he does and his opponent can do nothing about it. So I want to comment on that as well. Again, now from a casual, now again, I understand both sides of the argument. And this sure. is exactly what I said in my tweet as well. Casual fans are going to look at that and say that's boring as shit. Sure. Which they're 100% correct. Yeah, I'm it's, not saying it was exciting or good. very boring fight. Sure. But on the other hand, like you said... This is exactly what Usman wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, he wanted to impose as well. And Masvidal knew what he was going to do. And I, I listen, as much as and I did, as much as I didn't like the foot stomps, I understand is also a tactical thing. Yeah. And our weekly visit from Lacey. There goes my phone. Lacey and the landlord. Hi, landlord. <laughs> you broke my phone. <laughs> that would be. Is that- your phone broken? Yep. Is it really? Yeah, she cracked my phone. <laughs> the back of it, at least. <laughs> nope, and the front. <laughs> oh, I'm mad at you now. <laughs> Josh, how do you feel? Right. No, it's not a big deal. It's all Sorry. Right. It's my phone. I don't give a shit. I got, I got a new one in September anyway. It's yeah, there you go. <laughs> He, Josh just no, played the card. No, I'm mad at you. Josh just no, give her a hug. Josh just gave her the. <laughs> Josh is playing all kinds of. Your butt sucks. Are you sorry now? Is that what you're doing? You broke my phone, so you're saying sorry. He's a Josh is just playing soundbite after soundbite. Uh, you feel better now? Okay. I can feel it all the way down in my. <laughs> 
<laughs> you missed all the sound bites. Huh? You almost dropped it again. <laughs> so, so uh, as you were saying about Usman, I can't wait to hear that back and see what the fuck. <laughs> the, 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 the sound bites were great. Um, so yeah, I, I get it. Like, I just I don't like when fans boo in general unless a guy's fighting dirty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like it wasn't exciting. I love foot. I was saying that during the fight, foot stomp is the most underutilized technique as a wrestler because it does add up. It but sucks, dude. It sucks. Imagine like you're trying to get your footing and someone just stomps on your and toe. you got a dude who's that a fucking sucks. tank yeah, ramming dude. his fucking feet. Well, into that was you. my thing because Usman really did what he was supposed to do because we all knew Masvidal had about a two round window to really sure. show him up, and Usman didn't really give him a good opportunity no. to. And he did exactly, and I equate this to what Stipe did to uh, Francis Ngannou. Yeah, he laid on top of him. He did and what tired he had to, and it, it's where people. Are, what did people want Usman to do? Stand in front of him and risk getting knocked out for their sake? Like right. I said, it, it wasn't the most exciting, but I hate when fans boo. I was not bored during the fight at any point. It wasn't. I, I was a tiny bit, but it's. I wasn't completely out of it. Is what I'm saying. It was a chess match. It was because you were watching them leverage for position. But Masvidal, he didn't make any effort to try and get double underhooks to try to push him off. That could be just how good my, um, Usman is in those clinches because he's so fucking strong. But before that, we had a bunch of incredible fights. Um, Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky, another controversial decision. Now it's funny because you picked Max, I picked Volkanovsky. You scored it for Volkanovsky, I scored it for Max. Yeah, so funny. With that said, I don't think it was a robbery because that fourth round, that fourth round, uh, people crying robbery about every decision they don't agree with is fucking insane to me. Yeah. Because when a a fight is that close, you can't cry robbery. When there's only one knockdown early in the fight, you can't cry robbery. Now, in a if even in pride scoring, I don't know how much different that is going to get scored. Now, what I think should have happened is while you texted right before, imagine a draw. That fight was realistically a draw. I mean, that I would have been more okay with. Yeah. I still thought Vol- Volkanovski won the fight. And I wasn't like to be there. If he, if they gave Max a decision, I don't think you would have been like robbery. No, not at all. It wouldn't have been a robbery. I would have been like, oh, maybe I didn't see that coming. But I get it. It's close enough where it could have went either way. Like, I one and two for Max, 100%. Three and four for Volkov. And then I... And you I, scored five for Volkov. I scored five for Volkov. But, like, I'm telling you by a cunt hair. Yeah, I scored one and two for Max, three for Volk. Now, four was the close one. Now, Volkanovski, I think he landed more in four, but I thought Max landed the harder shots. It was one of those. More damage, it Max. was one of those shots. So I'm like, I think I give it. I have to watch it back again to see if I view it differently. Um, but it, I was sitting there getting so frustrated with Max because, and this is, I said this to you too. These dudes could fight a hundred times, and the fight will look like this every single time Facts. because they're both such good pressure, aggressive fighters that pick their shots. They throw a lot of kicks a lot. They double up their kicks a lot, but they don't fight well off their back foot. Right. Max is a guy that should be able to fight. Well off his back foot because he is lanky. He's tall. Yeah, but the he, problem is, is that uh, he's trying to he's trying to fight a guy. He's trying to outreach him. Yeah, but the guy has the reach, reach advantage. Right. Yeah, which makes no sense to me. So that fight kind of it played out during the fight exactly like I thought it would. I thought it was a great fight. Was Before great. that, we had the Jose Aldo and uh, Peter Yan fight, which was fucking great. It was a great fight until the last minute and twenty seconds when it should have been stopped earlier. Um, now, so the thing was, and you had a tweet about it that Aldo was chopping him down. And this is the he thing. Was. Aldo doesn't use his kicks anymore. For the last, like, four or five years, even before he lost to Connor, he wasn't using his kicks. His kicks used to be one of the deadliest weapons in the sport of mixed martial arts. And then he just stopped using them. And he, he'll still throw them, and you see how nasty they are. But as the fight was going on, after it got past the third round, I was like... And I said I thought Jan was going to finish him in the fourth or fifth. I think I picked a fourth or fifth round finish. Yeah. But it could have been stopped a few times. I was just watching him get pounded, and he was you know, he wasn't getting knocked out, but he was just taking a beating, and you see the blood piling up on the fucking mat. He turtled up and 
and shit. Yeah. And like, it was just, it, it was hard to watch. And I, I understand. And like, and you said it best too. It's like, the, the, like you got to give respect to some of these guys because sometimes they're out of it. Like obviously, like Dominic Cruz, controversial stoppage. Sure, or, sure, sure. And Aldo's but, a guy who's a legend. Who you know, he's only been you know, he's been finished by Connor and Max Holloway. That's so it's it. not like he's getting knocked out by scrubs. But also at the same time, you got to look at it like, listen, you got to take away that fact that this guy is Jose Aldo. Sure, he's, you do. He, dude, he's turtling up. He's not intelligently defending himself. Like it comes to a it's, point where you have to get. Like it, it was crazy when the fight started and uh, they were doing like the you know the. Height, the reach, the weight, whatever. Sure. And Jose they, Aldo's they, oh, only 33. And I'm thinking about watching this dude fight Cub Swanson in the WEC, hitting him with a double flying knee knockout. And he, that was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. He was fucking 23 years old. And he was just pulverizing people. Dude, he's one of the greatest was, of all time. I, dude, he had to fight when he fought Uriah Faber, the one WEC pay-per-view they ever did. And in between the third third and fourth round and the fourth and fifth rounds, he beat Faber's legs up so bad that his cornerman had to pick him up and carry him to the corner. Yep. His legs were that fucked up. I remember you and, showed me the video of Uriah dude, Faber on crutches after Dude, it's, you know, it, I, I have no doubt that Prime Aldo wins that fight, and Prime Aldo is one of the greatest fighters I've ever seen. Facts. But it was a really good fight. And then the Rose and Andrade fight was incredible. It was very good. And I was so happy Rose won. I was a little worried in the first round because it looked very similar to the first fight where she was getting her legs chopped down, but she made great adjustments. I thought that was a fucking great fight. Such an intelligent fight. Yeah, her fight IQ is incredible. And and that was a decision that could have gone either way. I scored it for Rose, but it was a toss-up. I had it for Rose, too. Two to one, yeah. My my thing was is that I think that Andrade has, she has a killer right hand. So, like, if she would have connected clean a couple more times, I think the problem is been, she looks for the, the one shot. The one shot knockout. She doesn't double up. And you look at Rose, who it's never just one punch. It's two, well, three, it's, it's four. All, it's, well, Rose hits you with volume, yeah. whereas, you know, you live by the sword, died by the sword. Yeah, correct, which so, is what got her finished. She was sitting there throwing multiple volume shots while getting her legs chopped down because she was trying to keep her base underneath And her. it's not like she was jabbing to score points. Like correct. She was, no, she she was, was connecting she, and, and causing a good amount of damage. And her face was fucked she up. She has a bad broken nose. Oh, dude, bad. Her Holy eye was fucked shit, up, too. Man. And then we just She's talked so about... She's so fucking tough, that chick, We man. talked about the Paige fight already. But um, a really, really fun card, I thought. Um, uh, very late. Um, that's the well, risk you run well, with three title fights. So, so you beat me to what I was about to yeah. say. Because everyone and their mother was like, it ran till 3 in the morning. And I understand. Well, yeah, on, the, listen, on the East Coast. <laughs> right. So, I, I, listen, I understand. I, 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 I drove home at 3 o'clock sure. in the morning. I totally get it. But you did said Nick before watch I did. With, did Nick watch with you guys? No, Nick was apparently on a date. I don't know. What's his name? <laughs> I don't know. He probably has the mouth of a Dyson vacuum. Yeah, probably. Nick but, doesn't. But Buttholes <laughs> like one. <laughs> but that, but that's the thing I was I was even saying to Bob, because Bob was like, oh man, this is late. I go, well, then, you know, people want like, they want more title fights, more title fights. This card, these cards, it runs too yeah. slow, whatever. You also have to remember three title fights all going to five rounds. And then the fight before that with Rose going went, three rounds. Went to decision. Yeah. The only quick stoppage was Reboss and Van Zandt. Yeah, that correct. was it. But overall, even though I lost every single fucking fight, <laughs> um, it was a great night of fights. Yeah, for the sure. O- the we only, got- quote, boring fight was obviously the... Non-exciting was, fight, I think, is the best way to frame well, it. Well, I... People can't see that air quote. Of course, yeah. It was fair. You know, for most things, it was a boring fight. I understand what you're saying, but again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Also, because Maz, listen, Maz, people, when Masvidal was announced six days out, that bought him, I think Ari Hawani said it. It was like, it easily got him 250,000. They did did 1.3 million pay per view buys. That's awesome. It's the the biggest pay per view buys on a non Connor card since 2009. 
29 at UFC 100. But that just tells you what kind of a draw fucking Masvidal is, too. Yeah, part I, of it. I mean, so listen, I, I think he's, he's oh, part I of the equation. I think it would have probably done, with three title fights, it probably would have done at least seven, 800,000. He probably added 500,000. He is a draw. There's no doubt about it. That, he's I'm on the cover. He's, yeah, he's on the cover of, right. uh, like, listen, is a, is a champion, is a pay-per-view with him as just a headliner against not Nate Diaz or Connor or whatever going to do not really. 1.3? The big rumor well, is right now that they're trying to set up Connor and Jorge. I don't, I'm in. I'm in for that. I, I'm in, but I don't. I don't know. How would that go? Uh, that's a that's a very even matchup because yes, because it's, they're both Connor, great strikers. Connor's a, a sharpshooter. Masvidal's a little bit more of a brawler type. Sure. Um, but they're a little wild, and that plays into Connor's hands. Great fight. Masvidal has a size advantage. Dude, I'm, imagine the imagine the, the shit talking between uh, dude, those two. Imagine how pay per view buys it's going to do. It's, That'll it, do 1.8 bi- million. Bi- 1.8 billion buys. 1.8 million. <laughs> yeah. All right, Doctor Evil. Um, no, I was going to say at minimum 1.5. Yeah. So, uh, good weekend of fights. Um, I'm a little bummed out. Obviously, uh, we look like we're headed for lockdown 2.0. You can see California shutting down again. I was looking forward to movie theaters opening up and again in like a month um, with the big movie that was going to be the first box office draw. Blockbuster, Christopher Nolan's Tenant. Sounds like it's going to be delayed again. Super bummed about that because I am so excited for that movie. Two hour and 29 minute runtime was just announced. Um, and it's one that like I will be able to go if they don't delay the release date which I think they're going to I could go see it at the drive-in but that's an IMAX movie that's that's one you should see Dude. in like a specialized theater with yeah, Dol- the Dolby sound. sound hell yeah, yeah I already that. I just found out that they just renovated it but the Willowbrook AMC is not opening back up officially which is fine and it sucks too because where I live now that's literally five minutes away yeah and it's and they renovated it so the sound is sick there now the right. seats are sick I don't have to drive all the way to fucking yeah. Rockaway to go to Dolby yeah which sucks so that's going to be closing um uh there, so uh, let me ask you this. So NBA, okay. NBA, right? Oh God. Okay, no, no. Th- th- just drive with me here. I need you to answer my question. Okay. So N- NBA, right? Okay. When we want major NBA news, who do we get it from, and what is it called? It's a watch bomb. Yes. Uh, so what was the watch bomb this week? Fuck is it Woj? You. Or is it Woj? Actually, no. It, it's Woj. Because it's Adrian Wojnarowski. Yes, it's Woj. So he replied to the. I think it, it was a congressman, a, a, a senator, I thought, senator, whatever yeah. from Kentucky, I think, some some uh, hillbilly state. All he said was "fuck, fuck you. you." I thought That's was it. And okay, so first off, here's the thing. He has. Every fucking right in the world to say that. And unfortunately, ESPN has every right to suspend well, him. They well, kind of didn't I have agree. a choice. And also, that senator's a fucking congressman. That he's and he's a you know anti-cancel culture. He did that with the full hope and intention that he gets suspended. So fuck you for posting it, you fucking dummy. Yeah, no, he, he that, like that guy's a jerk off. And I want to say the one thing I did notice again. I'm not really too in. It's funny. I'm not really in the NBA bubble. Yeah, not like some people, not like Uber and post. Sure, sure. But I will say, you know, just seeing that and seeing the response from every single. Big player in the NBA. It's like this is bullshit. Everybody coming, you know, coming to the the rescue, so to speak, of Woj the Woj, the Woj fence. Because he's he's the guy. He's the guy. There's it's, a reason he gets the news first, is because they all like and trust him. They love that. guy. Yeah, they love him. It's and, like Schefter with the NFL. And it's not like listen, it's not like he molested kids. It's not like he sexually uh, assaulted uh, a woman uh, uh, that we know of. It's not like he did any of those. I'm talking about this particular instance. <laughs> oh, okay, he did, yeah. Not, he did he, any of those things. Okay, he might. He have. told a senator, which we do normally. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm a listen. If that's again, as bad as it gets, here's the thing, cocksucker. Don't forget, you work for us. 
It's not the other way around. You work for the people. So the people could tell you to shove it up your ass. Your mother's a cunt. Cocksucker. <laughs> your mother's Fuck a you. cunt. Fuck you. I, I, this whole idea that like we're, we're supposed to be indebted to politicians and public servants. Motherfucker, they work for us. This bowing to politicians, I'm so over. I just want the whole fucking thing to everyone to go away. I, I'm I, I anarchy. I'm an anarchist now. I just want everything to fuck off. Defund everything. Thing. Defund everything. Everything. Defund schools. I defund education. Defund the police. Defund social services, healthcare. Fuck it. Every man for himself. If everyone's going to be a whiny cocksucker, I want an even playing field. So you 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 just want this to be the road. I want complete anarchy at this point because that's what it seems like everyone is ultimately gunning for because no one really has solutions no one everyone's just saying you got to get rid of this okay if we get rid of that what are we going to do with this if we defund that where's it going everyone hears defund they think it just means abolish no that's not what it means shut the fuck up i agree everyone I agree. please just, speaking of the nba my, bubble my, minus the anarchy stuff I don't yeah want yeah I, I mean not really anarchy i, but I, I understand i kind of i kind of like at this point like let's just see what happens eat me i don't care call <laughs> your ass <laughs> so um you were talking about the nba bubble you saw that nba player got dude how <laughs> they have this food there and he got fucking like uber eats he got postmates and he got he used to force quarantine for 10 days it's so stupid dude what did he i want to know what he ordered like was it worth it? Yeah, was probably. It? Did you see those fucking meals? Yeah, I mean, probably. Like anything. It looks like the fucking it. fire festival meals. <laughs> Someone tweet. I retweeted it. Someone goes nacho time, and it was just a bunch of fucking crackers with melted American cheese on it. I, like, what do you is just play the gif of fucking Dale from Step Brothers making the nachos <laughs> yeah. with the fucking cheese. Which I would rather that than just fucking <laughs> saltine crackers with American cheese yeah. melted on them. But I, I've been hearing some of these rules, and I get it. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. And, and if you want to play, rules, you have a responsibility it. to follow the fucking rules. If you think that you're uh, an essential worker, dude, you I know the food sucks. Shut up and just eat it. Listen. And I, You're I being paid millions of dollars. But uh, there's also a part of me that's like, you have every right to say no. You could just yeah, say no sure. and stay the fuck home and do whatever it is you. Because at this point, that's what I would do. Yeah, you know what I mean, that's what I listen. I would baseball, sit it out. basketball, football, anything. I would say, yeah, no, I'm not comfortable with so, it. I'm just gonna stay. So that segues me into my next question. I wanted to ask both you guys your opinion on it. Do what level of doubt do you have on each individual sport returning? I'll ask the sport, and okay. then you give me a percentage. Okay, so Josh, we'll start with you. We're only a week out from MLB, yep. right? Um, the news came out this week that 11 M umpires are opting to sit out. That's a huge deal. Yep. Okay, what percentage chance do you see of the baseball season not just happening, but playing through the full 60 games to the World Series? Ten percent. Taylor? Maybe 30. Uh, I would say mine's at about 25%. I think it's going to... I, Because I, here's the thing. The, if they start and then stop again... It, it's not coming back. It's Josh is popular today. Yeah, I know. It's it, he was saying. You like that video I sent before? Yeah, Josh had a tweet before. Like it's my only day off. Stop call. I've been called eleven times. Leave me alone. I immediately called him. I love <laughs> he, how you fucking did the screen. The screen yeah, dude. Too. He 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 picked up and he was like, "Are you calling the fuck with me? Or you actually I need something." And I, no, I hung up immediately. <laughs> all right. So Josh left the room. We'll just continue. Um, NBA. What percentage do you see that going through all the way to the finals? Seven. All right, that I, I, I one I'm confident. 75, 70 to 75% is where I'm it at. It seems like that they have it figured out with their bubble and stuff like that. My Also, my favorite 
insider scoop of what's happening down in the NBA bubble in Orlando is Austin Rivers posting a video and saying, yeah, LeBron's not staying with us. <laughs> yeah, he could LeBron's say, doing whatever the fuck he it, wants. He's LeBron. He's the NBA. He, he he's, is the NBA. He is the NBA. Okay. College football. Zero. Zero percent chance because now you have uh, the, the Ivy League is going to sit out this year. I think uh, there's another league that's sitting out. And the first one, if any of the, the Big Ten or Big 12, the Pac-10, the ACC, the SEC sit out, then forget it. Well, the SEC canceled all fall sports yeah. except for football. Yeah, and I think that's going to... And think, it's like, well, yeah. I understand yeah. because do, like, does SEC soccer make as much money as Alabama? Correct. Yeah, you know? that's what I mean. Like, so, like, it's... I, I Okay, so now here's the big one. NFL. Oof. I'm gonna. I'm fifty on that. I, I'm twenty percent. I'm about fifty. I'm about twenty percent. And my big thing is that you know, if especially now, like they came out with this Oakley face shield for yeah, them, yeah, which but doesn't it, make any sense. But you're to tackling me. each other and breathing on each other, and you can't do a jersey exchange. It literally doesn't matter to me. Um, but I, I just don't have a lot of hope. And what's what's really bums me out is because I was really expecting a lot. Obviously, just from my team be, to be selfish is like I was expecting a lot from Drew Locke. I, you with, wanted to see the development with Jerry. Judy, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, sure. There's a good offense in Denver, and I was really looking forward to see what what was going to come together now that Grant Grillo's out. Um, but just overall as a league, because seeing that the players are a little divided, are very divided yeah. in this, especially when it comes to labor disputes that that's sure. about to go down. Sure. I, I don't. I, I'm 50 percent because that's me being hopeful. Yeah, Josh. What about you? NFL. What what percentage? Uh, yeah, I agree with Taylor on that. That's 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 a real toss up. I, I, I he said fifty percent. I think twenty percent. I actually think that they are in the most danger of not having a season because at least with MLB, it's like here. You know what I mean? You the it's season next week. It's next week. NBA seems like it's here and they have a spot. I mean, we're still NFL doesn't have a bubble they can play. I in. mean, we're also still a week and a half out from them reporting the camp. July yeah, 28th. correct. Correct. Yeah. So it's they already announced that all NFL practices are going to be closed to fans, which is a big deal. Um, you know, you had the city, um, the Patriots put out a statement that they're planning on twenty percent capacity if the city allows it, and then Philadelphia announces today no fans in attendance for sports this year. So that's football, baseball. So I like Philly doing that. Just at least listen. Get ahead of it, even if. People People don't like it. You know. It's the uncertainty yeah, that pisses people off. For at sure. Least, for at least sure. people in Philly know, listen, we can't go to the link. We can't go to Citizens Bank Park. Not a big deal. It is what it is. I will sit home and watch it. I, no I, I think the, the big problem with the NFL that I see compared to what MLB has done with how teams will be traveling and what the NBA doing in the bubble, the NFL teams are going to have to travel, and that's where the problem is going to come, and that's when positive tests are going to happen. Like, I, I, you know, in other news, I'm like 90% sure I'm not taking my Colorado trip because it's, it's, it's putting in a position where... It doesn't make sense. Dude. It, 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 like, will we want to be around my mom, the landlord's parents, after we've been on a, this airplane and been around these people in a state that's spiking now in well, Colorado? So, so that's rationale. So that's like that's a that's a reality thing. But also sure. on the other side of reality is like, okay, you get there, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, like you could Hike do the, you could do the parks. Week? Yeah, it's like I, I can go to the fucking dispensaries and just get high all week. Okay, <laughs> fine, whatever. I mean, like, I could do that here if I yeah, want that's to. What I'm saying. Yeah, like, like so, it just it wasn't worth to put. And like other people, like friends that we've been. seeing seeing and hanging out with, they may not, they, we're putting them in a position where they may feel uncomfortable after we've been out. So it's like we're canceling that. So that's where like my NFL position comes from. The fact that they didn't put any kind of contingency in, like the MLB did with the scheduling, where all they're going to have to do is drive rather than take flights. NFL is going to have to take flights. Like NFL, I thought the smartest thing I could have done was do a one-season reorg where it, in the division is the Giants, the Jets, the Patriots, the Bills. You know, in the down south, it's the Falcons, the Dolphins, the 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 fucking Buccaneers, the Panthers. Who are the Broncos gonna play? 
There's uh, no one in Colorado. The, the Chiefs. It's close enough. The Chiefs. You do. Oh, the Kansas. You, right. The Texas. Houston and Dallas. It's close enough. It's driving distance. Yeah, I'm saying you know? they're, they're close to Kansas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Kansas. Yeah, shut <laughs> up. Um, so then you have the West Coast. Like, that would have made sense in the NFL if they really wanted to get creative, but. The NFL is going to lose more money than any other organization short of the NCAA by having no fans in attendance this year. So I don't really have a lot of confidence that we're going to have an NFL season. As you said, to see the development of your quarterback. For me, to see Brian Flores in his second year with a team that overachieved last year. Um, like four wins. Yeah, f- five wins. Five, five wins. wins. When they were, yeah, when, yeah. yeah, exactly. And they weren't the worst the team over in the league. The over was two. Yeah, the over was two. And I took the, I took the under. <laughs> like, so it's like to see what he could do with more talent now if they just spent all his money. I don't have confidence in an NFL season. I think that they're being very pig-headed um, and to think that they're going to be able to just run with maybe without fans or limited capacity. Sure. Um, and like, what are some teams going to have fans in attendance and some teams aren't? That does, like, just doesn't make any sense. And I, I don't like, I know some soccer teams are doing the piped-in crowd noise. That's really fucking weird to me. It is weird. I've heard I, it, I, it works really good in soccer. It doesn't, I, I don't mind it at all, really. What about, what do you guys think about, I thought about posting a status today. Okay. To see, I just want to see if people would be really dumb with their money and just Facebook, and, so and just know. just Venmo me to get myself a cardboard cutout at City Field. <laughs> Of like myself, 80, it's like eighty well, bucks. I want a lower level one. It's eighty nine bucks to start, and you can get like in the the field level for like three hundred. I could just do it myself, but I want to do dumb money. Wait, so it's like you could actually do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could get a cardboard cut of yourself at City Field for the season. Same thing with Yankee Stadium. I need I to think. find out how much it is directly behind home plate. Oh, that's probably the most expensive one. I need to, I need and to I, find honestly, out. that's because season ticket holders get first dibs, and those are probably season ticket seats. You know what I mean? Oh, um, but dude, get on the left field home run wall. They'll be cutting to that all the time. I'm usually my seats are always in right. Field. Yeah, dude, always. get one of those. Yeah. So I'm thinking about it. But um, yeah, basically, get one in the judges' chambers. Oh, the judge. <laughs> I I hate so much as a purist that the Yankees of all teams started bowing to this fucking stupidity stuff. Although I do wish they would you know get rid of their fucking hair and beard policy. Yes, yeah, that's the corniest shit ever. I, I team what. Than the team. Bigger than the team. Shut up. Um, okay, let's see what else we have here. Uh, canceled this week, guys. Let's play canceled this week. Nick oh, Cannon. Right. Yep. Nick Cannon's canceled. I was literally talking to the landlord last week. She's like, who like in, in like celebrity do you hate more than anyone? Instantly, like, oh, Nick Cannon. <laughs> I fucking, she's like, why? I was like, well, first off, he has no talent. He 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 sucks. He's not funny. He and he was also in a remake of one of my all-time favorite horror movies that was atrocious in Day of the Dead, um, which was a bad movie. It doesn't matter if Nick Cannon was in it or not; it was a bad movie. But him being in it, it accentuated. Uh, the doctor's calling me. Bob, you're on the air. Uh, Dan still wets his bed. He goes, uh, that's all he says. All right. So Nick Cannon um, went on his podcast radio show, I guess, um, sure. and he talked about how uh, white people are animals, said some anti-Semitic stuff, gets fired by Viacom from his Nickelodeon MTV gig. Um, and now I saw today Dwayne Waite saying he's in support of him. Like, Dwayne Waite. P. Diddy. Oh, D- D- Diddy is a friend of Louis Farrakhan, who's one of the most anti-Semitic, anti-white uh, sorry, let me say this. Uh, hates white people person. Not anti-white. He just hates white people. Nick Cannon didn't actually like, do any research in what he was saying. He was trying to be like this. Like, like He's trying to martyr himself, I feel like. And it, I have, him getting canceled is one time with cancel culture. I'm like, yes. So I heard what he said. 
And I don't want to say I was offended because I really wasn't. I was more taken aback by what he said because, and listen. With arrogance. It just sounded so dumb. Like, he just sounded like, he, like, like this is what I think. Like, those are his actual thoughts. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's the scary part. And I understand that, you know, listen, there is a bit of a color barrier. People get pissed, and I understand that there's shit white people. There's shit sure. black people. There's shit. There's just shit people. He was saying right? downright hateful. That, but, but he was saying that white people inherently are evil. And animals and, and thugs. And, and, co- and, and then some incredibly anti-Semitic stuff. And like I said. We're I, the real Jews. Now, again, like I said, I don't want to say I was offended because I really I wasn't, wasn't offended. Now, at the same time, is he coming from a place of hurt? Maybe, maybe he feels as a culture the black, black, uh, black people have been disrespected for a long time. Because sure, I understand. Oh, sure, I get sure. it. Listen, no, I I'm get not, it. I'm not saying that. But and, and I, I don't want to discredit the way he feels. I want to discredit what he said. Yeah, because sure. What he said was inflammatory. And- or a defi- uh, how, there's a D word in there, whatever, dick. No. Yeah. But no. Derogatory. Was, yes. It was incredibly. It, it, derogatory. Ins- it was hateful. Insensitive. Disgusting. It was, it was bad. It was atrocious. There's I mean, so many and, adjectives we could use to describe And the stuff said. he was saying about, you know, black people being the true Hebrews is some of the, if you look into like historical context, is some of the, the most deep-seated anti-Semitic stuff there is. Going back to Louis Farrakhan, um, before Malcolm X really righted himself, he was saying a lot of stuff like that. It, it's incredibly, incredibly anti-Semitic. And then he's just trying to say, like, I was just making dialogue. No, you were telling people how you felt. And to your point about how maybe he has hurt, I'm not saying that he, uh, I'm sure he has experienced racial discrimination throughout his life. I'm not doubting that. But we also have to realize that he has also lived a life uh, in the spotlight of fame and wealth. Since since he was a kid. A kid with Nickelodeon. And so his experience isn't like some dude on the street, some kid in a black community who had a, uh, you know, one one of the big issues between the black community and the Jewish community in today's world. Like that shooting in Jersey City a few months back was that people in those communities feel that Jewish people came in and they're not hiring black people. Not justifies their feelings, but it it comes from a place where you can be like, you can see like why if you're in that situation where people would build up those feelings. He was just echoing things that he read from people like Louis Farrakhan, who is a fucking hate monster. So Nick Cannon getting canceled makes me happy. All the people supporting him should shut the fuck up. It just makes me angry too because he has wild and out. Wild and out is one of the, you could say whatever you want it is about it, but it's one of the longest running shows in, on MTV. It's a sketch comedy or whatever the fuck it is, improv comedy. Yeah, I nev- that's one I've never watched. Um, when but- one of their biggest cast members, most popular cast members, is a white female. Justina Valentina is one of the That's most That's why I don't think he actually people. feels this way. He's That's just, why I don't either. Yeah, he's just he's a, a white he's, chick from Pisces. He's, he's a fucking idiot. He's a fuck. He's always been a fucking idiot. When he uh, ONA, you should look this up. ONA Nick Cannon. When he got his own radio show and he was trying to be funny, he doesn't have an ounce of funny in him. He doesn't have an ounce of talent. It in doesn't. Him. Sound- Drumline ain't bad though. That, I don't hate Drumline. A lot of people actually like Drumline. But Drumline's pretty good. They talked about it on Pat um, McAfee. It's like yeah, Nick Cannon drum, said this. But. Drumline's a pretty good movie. Um, so it? another another canceled this week. Uh, so we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Lady Antebellum changed their name to Lady A. Now, I don't know if you've seen this. There's a musical artist who's been recording for like 25, 30 years. A black woman whose name is Lady A. They're suing her for the copyright to her name. She has albums out and everything. So it's literally, you change your name just for social justice points, and now literally 
I, people might say I'm being a social justice warrior, but you're using your quote-unquote white privilege to take away the name that this woman's been recording under for her whole fucking career. Just Lady Antebellum had one fucking song. I don't remember it's what a corner after one. I'm a oh, that was them? Drunk. Yeah. And what have they done since then? Who gives a fuck? Fuck you. I hope <laughs> they sue them and they lose fucking everything. I hope they lose the lady and they're just called A. Yeah, just, just A. Yeah, just A. Fuck them. <laughs> what a bunch of scumbags. It's a bunch of A's. Ah. Yeah, and I don't like that they're called Lady A and there's only one lady in it and it's dudes. They got cuckolded into a band but name. I'm trying I'm trying to figure out. Hope they're shish kebab in that so fucking cunt. Explain this to me a little bit because you say so Lady Antebellum, they, they shortened it to Lady A. Yes. And the reason why they shortened it to Lady A was because. Antebellum is tied up in old Civil War Southern um, uh, slavery type terms. I thought Antebellum was like in just a name. I, I, I don't know the actual, but there I mean, is some a, kind of historical the, context to it. Okay. Uh, okay. Then maybe I sure. understand that a little but bit. Sure. I, listen, if they did that and like how the Dixie Chicks just changed her name to the Chicks because Dixie. Which is, yeah. I mean, but it's yeah. also pretty sure, cool. Sure. It's a cool name. Sure. Sure. But then you, you know, you're saying that you're doing it to be woke and then you sue a black woman who is not nearly as successful as you. So, so fuck do, you. So do you think because of Rocky Six, who was the guy that played uh, Mason Dixon? Mason the line Dixon, Antonio Tarver. So do you think Antonio Tarver says, "Oh, that was a bad, that was just a big mistake." Mason, 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 the, Dixon. Mason the line Dixon, great nickname for a made-up boxer. But uh, I'm saying, like, do you? Yeah, think, it's like, it's fucking stupid. Like, I I just it, it, that's pretty like just to show how much grandstanding changing their name was. The fact that then they would sue this woman for this copyright after this is just disappointing. All right, two others in cancel culture: uh, the lady from Glee and John Travolta's wife. She they were canceled this week. Well, she wasn't canceled. She died. Well, they, they God canceled them. <laughs> Yo, you, like, like when you like dive a little bit and see, like, look at that cast. It's dark. What Glee? I'm because like Cory Monteith died. He he OD'd. He was like the main guy. Okay. And then there was that. Uh, so that uh, Glee, Glee Naya, seemed like it was probably a Colucci show, right? Colucci definitely, definitely. watched Glee. Definitely. I'm gonna so, do, I'm gonna do a tweet dive right now. <laughs> so uh, I hope the mic's on after it doesn't even work anymore. So uh, well, no, because if you look at like some of those uh, some of those cast members, you find out like. I think Leah Michelle was her name. She's from New Jersey. She got big from that show. And then you find out she was she's a raging bitch. Yep. Um, that was one incredibly heartbreaking episode of Glee. Rest in peace. Uh, uh, should I retweet it? Don't retweet it. Are you retweet it? I don't care. <laughs> from 2013, um, he tweeting to Amelia about Glee as well. Uh, from 2013, he's going to block me again. <laughs> of course, he watched Glee. I mean, I watched it when I was in high school because my high school. You were in high was school. He was literally 10 years out of college when Glee was well, on. I listen, my, my my girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like like my girlfriend I, listen, in high school. She was watching it. That's fine. It was funny. And and, and like they're I'm beyond honest with you, like some of their mashups music-wise are really interesting. I'm, I'm sure that those aspects cool. of it were well done, but there's no doubt that the stories were fucking corny teen oh, soap opera dude, shit. Dude, it was so stupid. But I was like, the one mashup I was surprised I liked a lot was they did a mashup of uh, Beyonce's Halo and Walking on Sunshine, which two songs you don't think would mix very well. I, I don't hate that. I, when a good mashup happens, I don't hate it. Like, well, but like, and then, because I, I remember she was watching it and I was watching with my girlfriend and they were doing like this big, they did this whole season. It was just Journey songs and I, I hated Journey for like 10 years after that. And, yeah. then, and, and then I dated my ex and then and, she loved Journey. And now, now, I hate hate him, now you hate him again. Now I have 10 Now he's on my side Journey. about Journey. No, I, I, listen, I, it's not, it's not, it's, in my mind, Journey's canceled for a couple years. Yeah, that's fair. Josh has canceled bands and movies and stuff because of exes too. I, I'll, t- I'll tell oh, you, yeah, I'll tell you the, the worst one. I hated listen, a day to remember because of my ex forever because well, all she listened to. I'll tell you the, wor- the worst one. And she was crazy. The worst one that's canceled, <laughs> honestly, and, I, and I haven't watched it in years because of her, 
Forrest Gump, but it makes me oh. angry. It makes I know it's your favorite movie. It makes me. Oh, angry we both we both watched Greyhound this week. Greyhound was awesome. Greyhound was fucking. It great. was, dude. That was such a fun. First off, yeah, it, Tom Hanks. I, I started watching it with the landlord, and she goes, "I think this is a guy movie. Watch it by yourself." I'm like, "All right, it's cool. about, dude. Listen, it's a, it's a total tactical war movie. You get ten minutes of like actual like real dialogue, and, and then, then it's an just, hour and forty minutes. It's what Battleship should have been. It was Greyhound was." Awesome. awesome. I love it. People could say that the CGI was kind of hokey. Of course and, it and, was. And all I could say to all you who think that way, fuck yourself, please. Dude, it was because fun. Because this is just, dude, the, like when they have the guy talking over the loudspeaker, the gray wolf talking yeah. over the loudspeaker, talking shit to him. But uh, going back to the Glee lady, that was sad because I don't really know what happened well, there. So she saved her son. Her son no, was, that's not what happened to that's what I That's what I heard. From what I understand, that he, he, he said that they were getting out of the boat and then she never came back in. So my thought was... That he got out of the boat and then like the wake hit and the boat hit her in the head and knocked her out. That would be like the most sensible thing. Well, it was a pontoon boat. You get cracked on the head by one of those, you're fuck any boat really that's like bumping on the right. waves. You're gonna get fucking knocked well, out because they didn't find her till four days. Yeah, later. so I'm thinking she got knocked the fuck out. Um, that, she, that is very sad because her son is only like four or five years old. Yeah, and he was just sleeping on the boat and then someone found it. Uh, terrible, terrible. And then Kelly Preston, John Travolta's wife, died. Um, really sad because this is the second girlfriend John Travolta's had that died of breast cancer, and they kept it hidden probably because of the Church of Scientology. But I'm hoping hoping now, and this isn't any kind of joke or anything, that John Travolta just comes out finally, because he's been gay. Uh, you're born gay, so he was gay forever. I'm hoping he just comes out now and doesn't do it in like a Kevin Spacey I, way. I, I do feel bad for the guy at, at this point now, because... He seems like a good dude. He, he just seems like someone who got caught up in some stupid shit when he was young, which everyone does at some point, but the thing is he got caught up in a, in a ritualistic cult. Yeah, that, and they that, blackmailed, they've been blackmailing him as well. Did you ever watch that Go and Clear documentary? Yes, I have. It's, it's, it's disturbing. And he's How like literally never been able to advance in there because they just hold things against him, and every time he wants to leave the church, they leak things to the pop to the tabloids, so like well, National Enquirer. He, dude, he should just be rabbit him. Is what he should do. Yeah, honestly, I mean, just say dude, I don't John, know what the fuck is about to say against me. You're like, John. Tra- yeah, just come out, dude. You're John Travolta. Well, it's not we, even that. We can like, make jokes that you make bad movies now, but you were in fucking Saturday Night Fever, Pulp Fiction, and Swordfish. Swordfish is amazing. You're cool, by me. I know it's the third one I go well, to. Listen, and a lot of uh, and a lot of people's, you know, a lot of people say what they will about it, but Greece is still a very influential. Greece is a movie. classic, dude. He was a bona fide what sex symbol. The, uh, what was the 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 really, really bad one, the L. Ron Hubbard movie, the Scientology movie. Oh, Battlefield Earth. Yeah. He bankrolled that based on L. one of L. Ron Hubbard's books, uh, $77 million of his own money, and it made it like $2 million. If you ever get a chance to watch it, it is one of the few movies that ever made me like nauseous because it's filmed so poorly. <laughs> it is so bad. It is un- like if you- Think about the worst sci-fi movie you've ever seen, Taylor. What would that be? Oh, Name uh- a bad one. Yeah, Battleship. Okay, Battleship. It makes Battleship look like fucking Amistad. <laughs> it's, it's, dude, it's so bad. It's one of the worst movies ever made. And it's not. Even, it doesn't even have like that quality like Fanatic did where you're entertained by how bad it is. Right. Like it, the, A recent one he put out too was Gotti, which is another one so bad that it's good. Um, but um, speaking of the Mafia... Um, they're uh, coming out on July 22nd to Netflix is a four-part documentary series called um, it is called Fear City New York versus the Mafia about the entire history of the New York City Mafia I'm, I'm so fucking down for that cool, all the way up to the, the when they fully made a task force in the NYPD to go after them through Gotti through Frank Castellano is which is um, to the the stuff in the Irishman you saw shit like that I'm so fucking in for that because mob documentaries are awesome usually yeah there's so much deep shit you've seen especially if you're like a 
Godfather, Sopranos fan. It's fucking cool. So, because well, the mob is such an interesting concept, if when you think about it, like, 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 if I play this game, like, I'm playing Mafia Three right now. Yeah, Mafia Three is one of my favorite games, even though it kind of stinks at some point. But, but I understand it's fun. But like the whole point of like racketeering, like the underground, yeah. the underground gambling rings and the chop shops and just the way it's perceived and the way, dude, the they, way they, they go don't about do anything it. all that more illegal than the federal government does. I understand. <laughs> like, it. well, like, what's no, crazy? but it, it's like they have more structure. Yeah, they they absolutely do. They don't when they, when money goes missing from the mafia, that someone, guy goes missing. Someone someone pays for it. When money goes missing from the government, it's just like, oh, okay. It, it literally. Um, oh, we'll just make more. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's crazy with like when you look at the mafia and the history of it. Like we look at these figures, like the the name like John Gotti, who's we look at him as like this notorious violent person, which we're not. I'm not saying he wasn't, but he was beloved in New York City. He had huge block parties and people loved him. So that's what's one of the interesting aspects of it. Like when you even look at it, like an American gangster, Frank Lucas, they loved him in the community because he gave back to the community. Well, it's the same thing with John Gotti. Yeah, and that's what he I was, was just saying. He yeah. had these huge block parties. He was beloved. He kept the streets safer than the cops were at the yeah, time. Facts. What were you just laughing at? So, uh, when I just texted Bob, LOL. Did you tell him the call and say that? No, I did not at all. Seriously, I did not. So, I just texted him, LOL, for the call. He goes, if he's mad, tell him he was dreaming about gorgonzola cheese when it's actually Brie time, baby. <laughs> Dude, I love that. That's a thing now. <laughs> it's like you're dreaming about gorgonzola. Dude, the fact that he was said there's something about Mary, I that might be one of the first movies, like, lines, and there's something about Mary that I memorized. The whole seven-minute abs thing. Yeah. Got this great business idea. <laughs> You know that eight-minute abs thing? Try this out. Seven-minute abs. Think about it. You know, you got eight minutes. You got seven now. And then Ben Stiller goes, unless someone comes up with six-minute abs. No, not six. Seven. Seven's a key number here. Seven sevens. Seven dwarves. Seven chipmunks uh, twirling on a branch. Eating lots of sunflowers on my uncle's ranch. You know that old children tale from the sea? It's like you're dreaming about gorgonzola cheese when it's clearly brie time, baby. Step into my office. Because you're fucking fired. (laughs) And then Ben Stiller pulls over. And he's like, (laughs) your seats itch. We made a cactus. And he goes to the bathroom. I'm only waiting seven minutes. (laughs) One of the funniest fucking movies. Movies still and scene and scene and act. Um, oh yeah, I watched you, that this week actually. Yeah, yeah Windy City Heat. I can always that watch that. Um, you know who's having a bad week? Me. Will Smith. <laughs> Okay. I feel so, so bad so, for the guy, so, but I don't. So first off, what, the fact that people sat through that whole sit-down interview, which was like 40 minutes long, infuriates me to no end. Because it came out like two weeks ago that Jada Pinkett Smith was like, I had this uh, entang... Or this guy said it. He had an, uh, a relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith. Jada and, said entanglement. And, and, yeah, she said entanglement. And you see Will's face during it. He's like, you bitch. <laughs> like, you bitch. I was um, waiting for him to turn into Mike Lowry, dude. I really was. And like, okay, here's the thing with Jada Pinkett Smith. She is one of the worst... Worst actresses ever. She's fucking terrible. <laughs> and the fact that she's been cast in the new Matrix movie as reprising her role, but Morpheus hasn't, infuriates me to no end. Um, but I, I didn't watch the fucking thing. Did you watch the whole fuck? Did you, you just saw the clips that were popping up where he, Will Smith looks like he's I watched, totally dejected? I watched the clips on Twitter, and that was literally the extent of it. But I, I like as I watched when they were talking about like when she was talking about her entanglement with what who they called. I don't even know the guy's name, but they called him Aug. Um, I will say I did feel bad for Will Smith because, like, 
it was kind of they were like now it's like the crying Jordan meme. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like oh, it's just it's, that going it's around everywhere. And I feel bad because like this is having one of the most distressful and most disheartening moments of his of this guy's but, life. But here's my issue. Now he he approved of he it. He approved of it. That's so my fuck him. So this is this goes back to uh, what's your name? Last week we talked about Halle Berry. Yeah. Talking about playing a, tran- a transgender person. Yeah. Why did you have to come out and talk about that? Because this is something in their private life. Well, because this, this dude talked about it that it happened, so they were like, "We got to talk about this." But the, here's the thing: you know, you know, you don't. Because well, well, welcome to Jada. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but like, it doesn't make any. This is just one of those things where, like, you know, obviously, and again, global pandemic, civil unrest, the whole nine yards. Celebrities got to find a way to get in the forefront and be be yeah. attention whores that we all. Well, know that was they like are. that whole fucking video that all the celebrities, not the the Imagine video, but the one they did about racial injustice. Where there it was oh, in black and white, like we will. Uh, I we will, will not. Okay, they were doing that because they haven't had attention in so long, and they were like, "How can I get people to look at me?" That video was way more infuriating me than the Imagine video. Well, the Imagine video annoyed me too because oh, it annoyed me for sure, but this one was worse. Just because there were so many people in it that one can't fucking sing. No, you can't two, sing. Like you're singing. What does that song have to do with coronavirus? It has nothing to do with like, no. Imagine, if there's a war, that song makes more sense. Imagine there's no heaven from people living this, in million that, dollar. Fucking that, mansion. That song makes more sense with the the racial stuff happening now than it did during coronavirus. But then that video that they released, where what, dude, you're celebrities. What difference do you think you're making? It's it not to say that you Jesse can't. Pinkman and yeah, shit. Oh, dude, I'm just like it's just actors that don't know how to handle when they're not in the spotlight and people aren't oogling them. It's like you know, like like at this point, like only only thing Jesse Pinkman was good in was fucking Breaking Bad because he was in that shit Fast and Furious movie. Wait, it was wait, in the worst. He was fucking in the worst season of Westworld. Listen, he was in a really good movie. Be called Last House on the Left, and oh, he was. He was in Mission Impossible Three for about thirty seconds. He, he was his uh, the, the best the, Jesse Pinkman has ever been was when he was on the fucking Price is Right, losing his. That mind. was fucking great. <laughs> yeah. He seems like the coolest dude though, like to hang out with Aaron Paul. More than likely. Like he so, really, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off. But so I'm looking through Jada Pinkett Smith's IMDb. Right okay, now. go back to like the beginning. So okay, so this is where I remember her from. She was she did play Fish Mooney in the Gotham series. She wasn't she wasn't. She, I thought I didn't like her in that. I hated that character. It was like the one character I hated. She was, was one of the made up ones. Yeah, right. So let's see. These are TV movies. No one gives a shit. She was in. Okay, Okay, Menace to Society. Okay. Okay, fine. So she was in Tupac Temptations. I don't know. Oh, see, and she can't even worry about Jada Pinkett dying because then she'll just go up there and start blowing Tupac again. The, uh... (laughs) The the nutty professor that was her like big breakthrough role. I Fine. Guess. Uh, Scream two. She dies in that in the movie theater. Yeah. Uh, Although Scary Movie did it better when they made fun of Scream two when Ray gets the dick through the ear uh, in Scary Movie. <laughs> uh, let's see. Return to Paradise. You know what? One of my favorite parts in Scary Movie. Two, um, Scary Movie two. I think it. Oh no, Scary Movie one when he makes her dress up like the football player. Okay. And he's like, all right, take it, Brandon. Take it, Brandon. <laughs> huh? I said, Brenda, take it, Brenda. <laughs> She's in the last two Matrix movies, mm-hmm. Collateral. Collateral, small part, great, uh, great. Collateral is so underrated, dude. I agree with you, yes. Completely underrated. She was in Madagascar. Madagascar's Voice acting funny. doesn't count. Uh, men in, eh, people would beg to differ. Men in Black 3, great, the worst one. Actually, I like 3 more than 2. Yeah. It's two, I, I I hated two. It's I mean three. I liked the twist, and I thought the twist at the end. I thought Josh Brolin was great as young Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, I mean Josh Brolin is usually good in yeah, anything. Besides uh, old boy remake, Magic Mike XXL. Uh, she and doesn't then, have a movie that she's ever been good in. And then she has she was in Bad Moms, which oh, is, is dude, that Mila Kunis. That was that? that one. I the landlord wanted to watch it, and she hated it as much as I did. There wasn't a laugh to be had in that. Yeah, and then Gotham. The last things recently, Gotham Girls Trip. 
oh, she was in Angels Fallen. I don't remember her in that. And uh, yeah, you said Niobe, Matrix Four. Yeah, which again they still haven't cast Lawrence Fishburne in that. That doesn't make um, any sense. Morpheus inter- is much more iconic. Interesting casting um, idea. Um, Vivica A. Fox was talking about the potential uh, Kill Bill sequel that Tarantino's been talking about forever, and she said the whole idea is that um, you know Uma Thurman kills uh, Vivica A. Fox and then daughters in there. That this story would be about Vivica A. Fox's daughter going for revenge against Uma Thurman, which is interesting, and she wants Zendaya to play her, which would be. I'm down for always Zendaya's fucking great dude I I didn't like her until Euphoria which if you still have not watched it Euphoria is fucking incredible okay fucking incredible all right last thing we need to talk about here is we're talking you know we talk about some conspiracies let's talk about Wayfair okay are we buying into Wayfair Josh no Taylor I am like I'm like 80 20 on it I'm probably like 90-10. I just... So the thing is, like, the argument on Josh's side of this would be, and I'm gonna correct me if I'm wrong, is that would you be that dumb to put it in that obvious a position, that it's just there and it's these names and the prices or whatever, right? Is that where you're coming from with it? Okay. So my argument against that would be is sometimes the best thing to do is hide in plain sight. Well, that's it's, see, that's my thought process. It's too. like it's it's just the thing that's so weird and like where I would argue is like you're gonna really use these names that are such unique names, like they're not common names and they're kids that were missing from like ICE detention centers, um, which is a whole other argument there. Um, they're unique. They're not like Amanda or Jeff or Greg, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. It's a really uncommon names, and then you put it there. It's and, spelled Greg. And then you know the theor- the parts where it gets a little fishy for me is I never trust Reddit conspiracies that people are like. Oh, I work there, and that these were ASAP shipping, and that they're way heavier than they actually say on the listing when we ship them. Um, it, there's something weird there, and it wasn't just even cabinets; it was throw rugs and pillows that cost ten thousand dollars. And then once this kind of went around there, um, you know, the price, the, either the product was gone or the price changed. And I, I, I kind of believe when you hide in plain sight and then get caught, it's just like. Oh, who higher up is involved that it's kind of died already? I mean, it just... It seems, I feel like it would at least merit an investigation to some level. To me, it's sound, like it just... If it's too easy, it's too good to be true. It's not, That's usually what I try yeah. to go by. But the other thing is that like it's almost too much of a coincidence with these names. Exactly what you said. Yeah. Very unique. Something that you wouldn't normally and name And you these would things. think like if these people do these things, they look at like... They might know where to look where children are missing. Like a lot of these been kids that have been separated at the border at the ICE detention centers, sure. right? And then banner things get posted that this person's missing that they know to look for this. And there's all other weird things tied to it. I did a bunch of deep diving on it, <laughs> specific like uh, skew codes and things like that. And then you type it in and it traces the child trafficking related things. It's very at the bare minimum. I think it deserves a deep looking into by investigators. But then the whole theory is that with like Jeffrey Epstein that the FBI. Is, was complicit in what he was doing, and now we see with um, his uh, mistress, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I it, it, they can't kill her too, right? Like, uh, I don't know. Don't say that. Like, what's listen. crazy is like they said that they're moving her from cell to cell to avoid assassins. Dude. So you're telling us that Epstein was assassinated? Then is that what you're saying? Dude, never say never, man. Listen, Peyton Manning get cut. This bitch can get. This bitch can get fucking killed. I'm telling you. Here's like, here's my thing, right? 
if we can have a stream, right, some fucking asshole playing Apex Legends all the fucking time, if they can have some fucking guy play Apex Legends, Fortnite, PUBG, if there's all these streaming services, how is it hard to get a 24-hour fucking stream of this cunt in her fucking dude, cell? Dude, listen. How th- hard is that? Listen, a year ago, everyone was obsessed with waiting for this fucking bitch giraffe to give birth, and there was a live video on it. There's a live stream of the royal wedding that no- has zero effect on our fucking country, and people care more about that. How do, how, how is it so... St- uh, how are people that dumb? Yeah. I don't understand. This woman was even was number two in this whole fucking thing. Maybe Epstein even number one. was the one, one that did fucking everything, and it was her that was really the, the fucking mastermind, mastermind behind it all. Yeah. She's I, the one that did it. I do. And know. how can we not... There are assassins? I know. Well, so you're telling me there's people actually going in there and fucking gonna like fucking throw ricin at her and shit. Dude, it's... What? Uh, I, I just Give can't. her a walk of shame like Cersei. I hope she really has um, dirt, ah. dirt on some of these people because the whole idea... I hope she they, sings like a fucking canary, man. I really dude, do. I, I hope so, too. And the whole idea was that, you know, Epstein was filming his house, like, had cameras in every room that who does he have tapes on? Like, you see how Fox News they posted the picture of um, of Epstein, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, and uh, Melania, but they cropped out Trump from their broadcast, and they're like, oh, it was an accident. Of course like, it was. Of course it was. Stupid. And guys, I know you're not going to hear this if you're a Trump supporter. You don't think he knew what was going on. He 100% did. Dude, like, again, I'm not just saying him. We obviously know Bill Clinton was involved. Everybody knew. The royal family knew. Dude, the royal family knew. How I, many royal I, families across I still the think, fucking planet I still knew. think it was more likely that the royal family was involved in killing him than it was the Clintons, because the whole Clinton conspiracy, the Clinton body count, there's some merit to it, but I don't think they have as much power as the royal family does. As much um, like clout, I would say. Clout is well, probably... you're talking generation after generation yeah. after generation. Where they don't actually even have any power, but they you can't... Uh, did you love uh, Prince Andrew's excuse about why that picture, he doesn't remember it? Well, I'm a royal. We don't hug. Yeah, I'm sure you got a lot of mouth hugs from those fucking underage girls, you fucking royal... Silly cunt. And now you see, and then uh, listen. And I, I don't care about this tabloid shit. Sure. But I remember on Twitter, like when what the fuck's his name that married the actress, Prince Harry. <laughs> I was his like, name? yeah, yeah, Ma- Aaron Meghan Markle. Right. When he was like, you know, we want to move to L.A. We we want to move to America. We want to royal. We want to do our own thing. Yeah. And people were like, fuck you. It's a royal lineage. Oh my King god. King George the Fourth is your fucking sixth great great grandfather. Fuck you. Who cares? Uh, that's where because we- you know why he listen. And I'm not saying he was complicit. I'm saying there's no way. All this shit comes out, and in the middle of all this, one of the one of the main princes of the line of secession literally says, "You know what? Nah, fuck you guys. I'm gonna go do my own thing." Yeah, is that yeah. Is, is that just a little and, bit of well, a coincidence I mean, and, to me? On that, if you read in her side of it, which is probably the the most truthful one because she has no true tie to it, they hated her. They hated her because she was American, and they hated her because she was black, which I don't doubt whatsoever. They want to keep that bloodline white and pure because that's what it's been forever. It's fucking, it's it's it's. A, uh, listen, people could say whatever it is, and I, I how long have I been I, echoing about hating the royal family? And I understand, but that. Like there's an actual royal lineage, sure. So that I understand. It can be traced I, back I thousands of years, yeah. And I get it. I understand, and whatever. Sure. But like, you have to break a cycle at some point. Yeah, everything. Dude. Every cycle breaks at some point. And is your name and your lineage more important than the fact that someone with that name and that lineage was raping underage children? I'm. I I, it's underage children's kind of a double negative. It should be you're raping children. I don't know. So anyway. Uh, let's let, let's not end on that because that's very morbid. Okay. Let's let's I mean let's try to make like brighten it up. Like okay. Like I don't go know. ahead, brighten it up. 
Well, I've been playing MLB The Show again. I, I did a road to the show this time instead of as a pitcher, which is a lot of fun. And actually, it is goes it? it goes by faster than when you're a batter because you don't have to do the base running. So I actually I started I went I just went from third base to left field. I love yeah. playing left field now. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I'm so fucking excited. Ghost of Tsushima comes out this yes, Friday. I, I have my pre-order. Josh, I did, pre-ordered you pre-order, it. did you pre-order it as I well? Uh, I pre-ordered actually, it. I, don't, I, I, started I, I can tell. This morning. Here's the thing. Uh, me too. I can tell you. I have watched only one trailer for this game. I know nothing else. I'm going completely dry and empty. I'm so excited about I, that. I went in dry. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm great at that. <laughs> I watched the. I watched like the, the initial gameplay footage of it just to see what it's. It's about open world, mechanics. right? It's an yes. open world game. It's an, it's an RPG. Cool. Um, you know, you can go anywhere. It's like Skyrim esque. Third, third I'm gonna person. I'm gonna fully like abandon my my dislike for RPGs and I'm gonna commit and be an Try. animal at this fucking well, game. Is it online play too? I don't know. Like will we be a lot? Will we play World War Z tonight? No. Not tonight. No, <laughs> tomorrow. I can't tonight. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll play tomorrow. So I played last night, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you try any of the new modes out yet? No, because it had, you had to buy it. So I bought it. And oh, it was free it. with mine. But I was just trying because I didn't get like the special. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Because you get like the definitive edition. It comes with. Whatever. I don't think I got that, but whatever. Go on. So I went and I I played just the Jerusalem level. Oh, again, dude, it's and I played on easy. Yeah, right. Got I your died ass kicked fifteen times. Dude, it's it's hard. It's hard. And also another news. Josh brought it up last week that um the Left for Dead, like spiritual successor. Right. What's it called, Josh? The one that you texted about? Uh, fuck. What is it? Oh, dude. Oh, real nice. I know. I, whatever it is. But it is another Left 4 Dead game, more or less. Yeah, oh, oh, Back 4 Blood. Back 4 Blood. It's literally a Left 4 Dead game. I just yeah. don't think it's on Valve or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's the same engine. It's the same gameplay. How much will we play that when it comes out? All of it. All of it. All of it. All right. You ready to wrap up? Yeah. Are you good? Later note. We're done talking about kids getting fucked. You're right. You were very right. That is very stupid. That this we is like stupid. this is very stupid. Uh, so this was episode 110 of You Watch I Listen. Uh, the movie pick for this week was First Reformed. Uh, the album. The, album. The, the, wow, I threw you guys off. No, yeah. I know my movie. Taylor doesn't uh, know his album. The album is uh, a city in France, Paris, and their opening the their debut album was uh, Unholy Gravestone. I don't. I, I don't think what. you said that. No, I didn't. I, what did I say? I forget. <laughs> White noise? White noise. That's what <laughs> you asshole. Um, and next week... Holy gravestone? And next week, we're going to have our, our good friend, uh, the failed You Watch, I Listen hacker. I'm uh, so happy. Jerry Emer in the show. We'll see you guys next week on the show. You suck, Jerry. Fuck this song you. is so...